Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You know, like the Christmas channel on Sirius XM is not on my presets in the car. Okay, I'm not going to be someone who's going to drive around listening to Christmas music. I don't hate it. I'm not wearing my little fucking Santa cap in the car listening to, you know, uh, Bing Crosby belt out white Christmas. You know what I mean? Do you get any Christmas gifts, Joe? Have I gotten it? Yes, yes, Rich. I've received Christmas gifts. Okay. Um, like Santa, Santa, Santa. And I was like, all right, all right, we got it. Yep. I was probably about nine years old, and I did. I received. Is this best or worst? This by the is way, where this is bad, and you're going to see why it's okay. Bad. All right. The, the old LJN figures. I received uh, Hulk Hogan and Big John Stud that year for Christmas, and I also received a ring. The problem, Rich, is my mother, in her confusion, she purchased the AWA wrestling ring. So I, I had to try to manipulate these giant WWE figures <laughs> in the tiny AWA ring uh, because, hey, look, that's not my mother's. What does she know? She saw wrestling figures and a wrestling ring. I could see why she would think it would all go together. Sure. But it did not. But even at nine, Rich, or eight or nine or whatever I was, you, you would be happy to know that even though I knew my mother fucked up, I did not make her feel bad about it. And I've never brought up that she purchased me in the wrong ring. You should do it this year. You should I should it up. absolutely bury her six feet under. This back for thirty years, but you need to know that it is that you bought me the wrong ring at you know Christmas nineteen eighty seven, and I haven't been able to let it go. And and it, it is framed to it. It's the reason that I can't kink shame because you've ruined me, and I'm this I'm I'm, I'm this man ruined mentally because you got me the wrong ring. You're right. I should bury her for that. My like, it, so they still know I watch wrestling. Uh, uh, Pathetically, I, I'm still, you know, despite being 30 years old, that you know, my, I still get gifts from my aunts, and they get me wrestling gifts because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child. But um, they ha- they got me. I, I unwrap it, and it is the Triple H Blu-ray, Thy Kingdom Come, <laughs> <laughs> which like, which there's two, there's a double edge. So okay, a it's Triple H, and I wouldn't be if you put a gun to my head and said, watch Thy Kingdom Come, I wouldn't do it. But then two, like even the idea that like, hey, it has matches on it is lost because I have the WWE Network. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for me to have this DVD at all. It is still in the shrink wrap. It is in a drawer. I am never going to open it. But I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, great. Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I thought you'd really like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. And, like, I never had to tell them, like, I don't want to watch a documentary about Triple H. And I don't need to watch the matches because I can just go on the network and watch them. And I wouldn't be bothered watching Triple H matches on my free time anyway. But uh, thank you, buddy. So we talked about least favorite, which I think we both agree is that miserable Paul McCartney song. It's the worst Christmas song that's ever been recorded. It might be the worst song ever recorded. 
I really don't want to hear about you creeping up on this fat, you know, (laughs) creepy. Like, I don't want to picture sex with Santa in any form. It's a Wonderful Life is the worst. I I am firmly in the camp that that movie stinks. I don't. I and and I never liked it from the moment I saw it. The first, I just I don't like it. I think Little Drummer Boy stinks. And uh, you know, my mother would make sure. Yeah, you know, frosty gimmicks on. I mean, we'd sit down and. (laughs) I'm sure, she I'm sure an exact quote from your mother was, the frosty gimmick is on. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Hark the herald angels. Like that. <laughs> I don't, yeah. you know, like, Bad Santa is the best Christmas movie. I love that movie. Christmas, the gimmick with the kid with the shoes and his mother's dead and all that shit, like it's way too depressing. Joe, let me tell you, we're putting over Bad Santa and Jingle All the Way and burying Miracle on 34th Street oh, and, and It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. That is just so... Voices wrestling. What else you got? And we are live on the flagship Christmas special, Christmas Spectacular. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? Cannot hear Joe. (laughs) Perfect. Are you there, Joe? I can hear Joe now, I think. Joe, hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. We'll act like that didn't happen. Hi, I'm Rich, and that's Joe. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Why couldn't you hear me? What'd you um, do? I, I was muting because you kept burping when I started the intro because you had you're burping up turkey or something like that. So I had, I had to mute the entire window because it, it said that I could mute you, but then I couldn't unmute you, and I didn't want – so, yeah, it, it was a disaster. So I, I muted the entire window. Uh, and then when I said hi, and then you didn't respond, I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And then I, I figured out that was my Wait, fault. So. so, so when the intro's playing, they could hear me. Uh, sometimes, yes. Hmm. And normally, ninety-five well, percent of the time, you're very quiet. You're just kind of in the background, doing whatever. Um, this time, you were burping a lot, so that's why I had to uh, yeah. put you on mute. Welcome, by the way, if you're a first-time listener. This is yeah. our show. It has five-minute intros, and people burp, and they mute, and it's it's really great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, highly successful show that's existed yeah. Hello for Fresh, 11 years. Uh, sponsoring this week's episode, by the way. <laughs> Big-time company. We'll touch yeah. on them a little bit later. Yeah, we'll probably be the... Uh, the growth leaders on uh, Thurston's Patreon chart next quarter too. Somehow, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we do around here, and that's like that we, Jordan uh, Grace. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I I didn't realize that if while the intro was playing, that people could hear what I was saying or doing in my mic. That's good to know, though. Yeah. So normally I have a, a method to mute you, but because of the way that the intro was playing this time, I couldn't mute you. And it was it, 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 things piled up and made it the way it was, and then yeah, it resulted in me saying hello, Joe, and then nobody being able to hear you. But that's all right; we got it, we made through it, and and or like yeah, normally you're just not burping like crazy when we start. So, um, quote I got from you, a text I got just a few minutes ago to, to kick off our Christmas spectacular was uh, uh, with, with pictures, I should say, with pictures, I should say. Well, I like to send. I like to send evidence. No, I just. I, I knew. I know how you think, and I know that if you said this quote and didn't send a picture of it, that I might be like, "Oh man, what's he talking? About? What's he doing here?" Uh, the quote is, uh, "Quote: I randomly made a turkey. I want to eat a quick plate. Might be a couple minutes late. If that's okay, sent then with a picture of the turkey. So thank you. I uh, looked like a delicious turkey. But uh, how does one randomly make a turkey? Like explain the 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 how we get here." Well, I see people in the chat talking about this. I don't understand what the big deal is. I made a turkey. 
I randomly made a turkey. Today I decided I'm going to bake a turkey. Was it now, so this is right when you woke up or did you think about it yesterday when when was the choice made that I am making this turkey today? Well, the turkey, I got a bunch of turkeys, they're taking up too much room in the freezer. So I I started thawing one out a few days ago to get it out of the freezer. And today was the day that, you know, I woke up and looked in the fridge and said, you know what? I'm going to cook that fucking turkey today. And that's what I did. And you did. You cooked that fucking turkey. And then you ate the fucking turkey. Yeah. So I randomly cooked the turkey. And I I called Brittany and I said, I'm making the turkey. And she was very excited. And I baked the fucking turkey. It was right up against it, though, because, you know, it takes a few hours to cook a turkey. So I wasn't sure if it would be done before we had to start this. But it was. I got it all carved up. And then I was like, you know what? I was planning on eating after. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to eat this now. I, I, I spent all day slaving over the kitchen to make this turkey i'm gonna enjoy it when it's fresh right and 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 we we've said this on the show too like i I, and i'm not a turkey hater like some people are like i got a hot take i don't like turkey it's like all right everybody's got the same take but um it's never the same i mean that 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 day of just carved right out of the oven that that's that's it's prime that is absolutely it's prime it's not yeah. the next day sandwich is fine. The the next day reheating is okay, but it's never like it is right out of that oven. So no, I I, I don't blame you. And it, hey, it's our Christmas special, Christmas spectacular. There's got no goddamn wrestling news. There's literally nothing going on in the world of wrestling. We're just gonna fuck around here for three hours. So you know what? We can be a little late, and you can eat that damn turkey, the fucking turkey. I, I'm sorry. Jeez. Yeah, you kept saying no, the fucking I, turkey. <laughs> I thought that's what its official name was. Was I? Uh, uh, well, I work blue. You know that. Yeah, I, of course. Right uh, out of the gates. You know, so um, I don't know. Yeah, I randomly made a turkey and I I was up against it, but I figured eh, I got a few. It'll take me a few minutes. So I, I had a plate. I'll have more later after the show's done. But um, yeah, I don't know. I made a turkey. I don't, the, 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 the chat room thinks this is completely absurd. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Well, the other problem about it, too, is like if you have all day and there's like nothing going on, like it's one of the easiest things to cook because you just fucking throw it in there and then, you know, occasionally you'll walk over and baste it a little bit and then walk away and then like, yeah, you could just, you know, it's not that hard as long as you're not making everything else. The part that's hard about cooking a meal on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever is that you got to make the sides. You got to entertain people while they're there or whatever. You're just by yourself. There's it, it, It's easy. You just sit on the couch and the turkey cooks and then you're done. No, once you put it in the oven, that's it. You're done. Yeah, the, the prep work. Yeah, you got to do a little prep. You got to slice up some stuff. It looks like you got what, lemons I see in there. Is that lemons I see? Well, you got to carve it when it's done. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. But other than that, it's, you know. That is uh, a pain. But um, but it's not like you're sitting there in your little white hat, like slaving away, wiping sweat off, going, oh, my. This is, oh, right, right, right. what a day. It's like you just, you just throw it in the oven, then you walk away. And, you know? <laughs> Once it's in the oven, the, the job's <laughs> right. pretty much complete. The floppy you hat. Just, Have you ever wore a floppy hat in your, uh, your, your line cook days? Uh, no, I never, I never wore the the floppy hat. Um, I, I wore chef's coats a lot, but I never wore the. You know the hat I'm talking about, right? The uh, stereotypical yeah, the puffy like, hat. Yeah. <laughs> anybody ever worn that puffy hat? I don't feel like I've ever seen anybody wear that. I'm sure if you go to some, I don't know, I'd go to France or something, <laughs> some, some stupid French restaurant or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, you, you might encounter that. Or some escargot I, or some shit. Yeah. I have never seen a chef <laughs> wearing the traditional chef puffy hat. You know, it's always a backwards baseball cap or something, you know, or or nothing at all. Um, you know, I hate to sicken everybody out there, but if you think everyone's back there wearing hats and hairnets, you know, it, I don't know. Get, reel it back into reality. But uh, 
But no, I've never seen the puffy, the puffy white hat. Okay. Can't say I so, have. Sorry. So you're not so you're not slaving over the kitchen in your puffy white hat when making this turkey. Yeah, I, I do not feel like the turkey is is, is random. The, now the idea of today being the day when you wanted to make the random turkey, uh, you know that that. But no, the idea of just you know waking up one day and making a turkey, I don't think is that that wild. Especially if you got no, I, I, you probably I, I, bought a few turkeys during Thanksgiving. Maybe you got one on discount the week after Thanksgiving. A good play uh, to always do. So I, you know. I respect they it. just give them away for free. Oh, they oh. are stupid cheap. <laughs> for like, and now, like after this week, if you thought they were cheap after Thanksgiving, go January eighth to your grocery store, and if you want ham, if you want turkey, if you want any of that shit, they're just cannot wait to give it to you. Cannot wait no. to give it away. No, no, literally free. Like throughout the month of November, if you buy X amount of dollars in groceries, they just give you one. There you go. Nice. So every so every week you just take the free one. That's how your freezer ends up full of turkeys, and you need room, and you randomly make one on a on a Thursday. That's how that happens. <laughs> so there it is. And we're not. No one's making thing. No one's making a turkey for any of these Christmas gatherings. So it's not like I'm doubling up on turkey three days from now. So I figured this was a good spot to knock off one of the turkeys. You know. And then, like in three, four months, I'll make another one, and you know, then you use them all. And then the pro- what? Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> we have nothing else to talk about. Who could There's possibly care? There's nothing going on. There's nothing going. The wrestling world has stopped. There is nothing going on. We have we tried our best to come up with actual. Last year, I looked at what we did on our last year Christmas special, and uh, Corporal Kirshner died that week. So at least we spent an hour of the show talking about Corporal Kirshner. Nobody died, as far as I know. I will check. I will continue to check uh, and see if anything happens over the course of this episode. But uh, uh, if nobody does die, we have Sasha Banks is in Japan, and Bronson Reed is on Raw, and that's, that's the extent of our wrestling that we got this week. There's nothing else we have. So uh, we'll we'll do what we did a little bit last year. Where we'll do some. I have a mystery topic slash game for you. I don't know. Did you make a mystery topic or game for, for us as well or no? No. No, it's not the season. Ah, you know. I had a couple hours notice. I didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> I found out I found out we were doing mystery topics when I read the post you made on the behind the paywall. <laughs> See, bad communicator. No, we talked about this earlier in the week. So there I, I am not taking that for I, which, I it's speaking of which, okay. <laughs> We might get another run in here because somebody's been reading her own press clippings. Oh, my God. Or walking around so, all puffy chested around the house now. So TLB knows she got over last week. Oh, Because I, I, I showed her all the comments and I was like, you know, and uh, how, how everyone loved the burial. So now she's been reading her own press clippings and I don't know what's going to occur. She's like. Yeah, so you know she's all she's feeling herself you know, now, basically walking around in fur coats and stuff. She's got an entourage. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's not far off because <laughs> it's been cold here lately. Right. Okay, so she <laughs> running around all day in her UGG boots and her in her and her and her scarf and her uh, and, and, and talking about how is your show later today? Is your show? Yes, my show's later today. Oh well, I got a few more things to say, and I'm like, oh great, oh, no, fantastic. So now, you know. She gets a, a little monster t- here. <laughs> she gets a little taste, right? She gets a little taste of uh, you know, she now now she's addicted. She's like the wrestlers who can't retire because they need the crowd. They, pop. The pop, yeah, that pop. Now, she's addicted to the pops. She's she gets one pop in her life, and now she's addicted to the pop. I don't know what's going on. I was instructed to leave the door unlocked. Oh, so no. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting buried again. Who knows? But um 
she's right. I will tell you right now, she's enjoying a turkey though. So <laughs> maybe that's uh, was this a, a strategic turkey to keep her busy? <laughs> no, I mean, she'll, no, she'll get the, sleepy afterwards. You know, she'll be warm in her fur coat and her UGG. She'll eat her turkey and then she'll just go to sleep and then just a random turkey. I don't see what the big deal is. It's just. <laughs> It's just what I made for dinner. I'm, I'm fine with your turkey, Joe. I I, I, I have no issue with you uh, making your turkey. Well, uh, in light of Joe not coming up with a mystery topic, which is fine. That's okay because we have a shit ton of questions. We ask guys, uh, everybody on our, our Patreon uh, to give us questions. We have Christmas questions. We have wrestling and Christmas questions. Uh, and then we have wrestling questions. So I'm going to get to the first ones first, the Christmas questions and the wrestling and Christmas questions, uh, and then do the actual wrestling questions. Because, like, I, I don't know. I don't really want to. I don't know about you, Joe. I'm not that into talking about like, hey, who do you want to, who do you think should be the main event next year's full gear? Like, I don't know. You know what I, like, I don't really want to talk about wrestling. This Like, there's no well, wrestling going I, what, on and I, I haven't watched what, any wrestling and I just don't want to think about wrestling this week. So what I love about this is Rich asked for questions and is now <laughs> burying the questions. No, we, they're like 60 of the questions are good, but we have like 90 and, you know, some aren't that great. There's, some are just like, yeah, yeah. Well, we can't, well, we can't get to all the questions. Right, People right, have right. Well, I, I have them in, in, okay. in an order of, of ones that I want to ask and talk about and then the ones I don't really want to, which I, yeah, I, and I, we always do this. I, if I don't get to your question, I will reply on, 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 on Patreon. If we don't get to it on audio, I'm not going to totally bury your question. I just don't. There's ones that I think will make for good discussions and ones that I think would just be lame discussions. So, but we'll get uh, that. Well, Rich, Rich will do that. I'm not going to answer anything. <laughs> on Especially your bad questions. Joe's so. <laughs> not answering any of your dumb questions. So. I might, I might specifically pop in to tell you your question stinks if it stinks. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, I suppose we should start with the world of wrestling, Joe. Um, yeah. Huge news this week. Sasha Bank is in the country of Japan. Is she? Yes. Per PW Insider, she is in Japan. All right. I don't know why she'd be there already, but... Um, I thought about that, too. They're like, oh, she's there in Japan ahead of her Wrestle Kingdom appearance. Like, that's for like another... Well, I thought the big news was because last week when we talked about Sasha, we weren't aware because the Observer hadn't dropped yet that... Um, Meltzer had reported that WWE made her a seven-figure offer, but for less money than they're paying Lynch and Charlotte. And obviously, she didn't take that offer. And that was kind of the big news going around last week in the days following, you know, what we discussed on the show. Um, you know, regarding that, that doesn't surprise me at all, Okay. I don't think they've ever valued her as much as Becky Lynch or Charlotte. No, hell no. Charlotte. And we talked about Especially, that on this show that like it's weird that they don't value her that way when they probably right. should value her that way. But that's that's been consistent for years that they obviously saw those two in the pecking order of head, uh, ahead of Sasha. Especially once Becky popped big a couple of years ago. She vaulted right ahead of Charlotte, uh, ahead of uh, Sasha. I don't know if she was before that, but she certainly has been since. And Charlotte, they've always earmarked as number one. Right, since day one, since she walked into that PC, yeah. she was she was the number one woman. So, so Sasha, I think, I'm not surprised by that report at all. Some people were, but I feel like they've always seen Sasha and Bailey one level below the other two. But so th so it doesn't surprise me. Plus, she walked out on the company twice, so I'm sure that played a a, a fact that that was a factor here too. Um. But the thing about it is they did offer her seven-figure deal. It's not like they offered her crumbs. So 
you know, it's not like they don't see any value in her. Uh, she was going to be, she would have been one of the highest paid people in the company without a question. But I could, I, 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 I kind of understand. Okay. I agree that I don't understand why they don't value her as much as Charlotte and Becky. Becky, okay, let's set her aside because Becky did peak higher than Sasha. We could all agree on that. At one point, Becky was a bigger star than any of them, right? Can we at least? Uh, I would agree. Some- yeah, yeah, I would. I would agree. In in, in wrestling, uh, yeah. So, so let, Becky, let's set peak higher for sure. Yeah, so we'll set her aside and leave her out of it. Listen, we follow this stuff, we study this stuff. I'm sorry, but Charlotte at no point has been a bigger star than Sasha Banks. At best, you can say they've been equal. And I would say that Sasha is a bigger star than Charlotte in terms of drawing television ratings without question. I've seen Sasha pop quarter hours, and I mean pop quarter hours. I'm not talking about uh, the highest quarter hour on a show by by 40,000 viewers. I mean pop quarter hours. Yeah. I've seen her pop shows and pop quarter hours and make a measurable difference on television. Okay, I have never seen Charlotte do that, ever. And if someone has evidence to the contrary, I'm open to it. I'm always open to it. But um, I have never seen Charlotte do that. And with Charlotte, the, the thing that was most glaring is a couple of years ago, remember when she went to NXT that week? Their, their idea was, all right, you know what we're going to do this week to wait and to beat AEW is we're going to put Charlotte on NXT. And it did. I I, I don't know if it was a huge – it wasn't down huge, but it was down a little bit or it was completely even. It was it was nothing. You know what I mean? It was just not it, – it, it, it had nothing I can tell to you do. Exact, it, oh, I do you remember you, the I, exact week? Okay, go ahead. Yes, because I dubbed her Charlotte 9000 because she increased viewership by 9,000 viewers. Okay, there it is. Yes. Which so, is within the margin of error. Right. That's just nothing. whatever. That's nothing. That, that's completely meaningless. So, right. yeah, and, and I don't know. Like, I, if anybody has done that study or done that research, that's great. I mean, I think we kind of always are looking to do that sort of stuff. So I, I feel like we would know when we would see if that had ever happened with Charlotte. But, yeah, I, I can never recall a moment where or a segment where we looked at a Charlotte quarter, a Charlotte match or a Charlotte, you know, whatever, and said, whoa, here we go. Like, that really did this. That really, you know, it's just never done that. Kayfabe-wise, of course. Kayfabe-wise, yes, she's main-evented uh, these WrestleMania. She's done this many times. She's won this title this many. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking kayfabe. So anybody that's going to say, well, she's she was in the main event of WrestleMania. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about actual business, like w- w- what their contract is based on, uh, is you know how you can affect our business and what you can do. And, and, and yeah, there's just never been anything that I've seen out of Charlotte that, that you know, yeah, obviously she's good to have on your roster, great, but yeah, never the level that Becky was in her short time, and and nowhere near the level that Sasha's been uh, at, at numerous times throughout her career. I, there's no question they push Charlotte harder than Sasha. That's always been the case. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Sasha hasn't had her moment. I mean, she, she had the match against Bianca at WrestleMania, and Sasha's been in her share of historical main events in that company. It's not like they don't push push Sasha, but. Everyone would agree that Charlotte was always the favorite, especially during the Vince era, uh, and was pushed harder than any of them until Becky Lynch just became a force of nature and they didn't have a choice. And you can go back and relitigate the Becky rise and you could you could argue like a lot of WWE pushes that it wasn't their intent and it just happened organically. And they did capitalize on it and push her. But who did they shoehorn into Becky's WrestleMania main event, Rich? Charlotte. Wasn't Sasha. was Charlotte. So, um, look, and again, Becky has peaked higher than both of them and became a, and at, at a certain point of time was a bigger star than any of them have been. 
Uh, I can understand if if Becky has earned the status of being the highest paid woman in the company, one of the highest paid people, period, in the company, quite honestly. The Charlotte-Sasha thing, I don't get it, but it also doesn't surprise me. Um, but again, they did offer her a seven-figure deal. It's not like they threw her crumbs. Um, so I can kind of see both sides. From Sasha's point of view, you know, the reason for these walkouts is her being upset with the booking and, and last time with the tag titles and, and, and because she doesn't get the same respect as some of these other people. And uh, I guess from her point of view is, well, if they don't view me as their equal and, and, and then, you know, I'm going to, now she has a chance to go prove them wrong. Here, here's, here's how this works. Now, Sasha has a chance to go outside the company and move business in a meaningful way in Japan, the way that Chris Jericho did uh, prior to her. Um, and then potentially show up in AEW and make an appreciable real difference there and prove WWE wrong. She can put up and make them shut up. This is her opportunity. And it's going to be very interesting to watch play out. Okay. So, um, you know, and I guess she feels like at the end of the day, she could possibly make more than what they were offering her. When you combine a new Japan deal with a potential AEW deal, um, Tony Khan can certainly afford to pay her seven figures. I don't know if he could pay exactly what they offered. And you combine that with these, with this huge per date number that she's getting from new Japan. Cause remember that's coming from the new Japan end of Bushi road, not stardom. Okay. So, uh, it's big money and you know, so, so we'll see, but she has a chance to put up or shut up and show how big of a star she is and how big of a star she could be outside of that ecosystem. Because, the other piece of that Meltzer report was, you know, that they had they have plans for, her, but you know she'll get pushes here or there as a single or a tag team. But um, j- just like previous, she's never. It just seems like she's never going to get pushed as hard as Charlotte or Becky. She's always so, yeah. She's always that that next person they can use for a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's always going to revolve around Sasha or uh, Charlotte and Becky as long as they're yeah. still there. So from that standpoint, they see her as a star. Obviously, if they're going to pay her in the millions, but they don't just don't see her on the level as the other two. So, um, do I totally agree with it? I don't. Am I surprised? I am not. And, you know, there, it, there's also a, this idea that maybe they see her as difficult to work with, considering the walkouts and things like that. Um, you know, and from their point of view, you know, um, I don't know. I think most top stars in wrestling are difficult to work with to some degree, right? I mean, whether justified or not, in their individual courses of action, um, you know, you could go right down the list. How many top stars in wrestling history aren't difficult to work right. with? I think the that's, list uh, is that's probably what I was shorter. Say. I think to get to that level, you almost have to be a little difficult to... to, to and, and a little selfish. Yeah, right. To, to get to where you get to, to be at the top of the company, you're short of someone like a Roman who really was kind of just earmarked as, Hey, you're going to be our top guy. And, and, and we can update his thing, you know, with what he's done uh, in the last year when he realized, wait a minute, hold on a minute. I don't know. I'm not doing house shows. I'm not doing like, you know, where he kind of smartened up a little bit and said, you know, no, I've been giving you guys everything for a decade, but now maybe it's time to pull back a little bit, but yeah, you can go down the list and most every guy or, or, or woman that was pushed as a top, 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 you know, star was, you know, a little selfish and a little dirty about what they did. Cause that's kind of how you have to do it. I mean, that's, it's just a game. It, 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 it's pro wrestling. That's how you get to the top in, in a lot of ways. And that's, it doesn't always have to be as negative as people maybe perceive it, but you gotta, you know, be willing to play a little dirty sometimes to get there. And, may, and maybe she is difficult to work with, but at the same time, we don't know what they ever promised her or told her. 
You know what I mean? It's like, you know, this is a company, especially when Vince was there, where, you know, it's, it, you know, unkept promises weren't unheard of. And, and so, you know, it, it's just, things are always more complicated than they seem on the surface, but um, we're going to find out a lot of things yeah. very quickly when it comes to Charlotte, how big of a star she really is. Sasha, you know, uh, S- Sasha. Yeah. I keep doing um, that. How, I don't know why. <laughs> how big of a star she really is. I mean, there's talk. She'll be on, on these American new Japan shows, which if you're paying her that kind of money, that's absolutely how you should use her. I mean, and, and try to pop big houses in the U S um, and you know, if those shows are duds, if she doesn't draw, if she shows up in AEW and it's just the same old ratings, um, she loses a ton of leverage. If she ever wanted to go back and talk with WWE, she's, she's the old overused cliche. She's betting on herself. Right, right. Her, her okay. value is probably like right now, whatever her value is to, to especially to WWE. Like she obviously didn't think it was good enough considering where it was in the pecking order with, with, with Charlotte and a Becky or whatever. And like you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, there's a possibility that she won't make as much doing the Japan thing or make it doing the AEW thing or whatever. But it's for her, and and this seems to be the the and and that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm glad for her if she came to this realization that it's not necessarily about the dollar figure; it's about where you put me in the pecking order. And and you know what, I can sacrifice a few, you know, a zero or two here to prove that I am that that to be happy and to feel like I'm belong and feel like I'm wanted and feel like I I have an ability to do this this or this or whatever. That's cool as hell if that's actually what she's looking to do. And if she's saying, hey, and look, to I will show t- you and to show you, I'm a difference maker. Right, that right, you don't, right. The, the difference maker you don't think I am. Yeah, but you know, I think that, and you can also it, prove your worth and, and and go back there too. It's not, you know, that's another Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is a perfect example of that people, you know, thought, oh, there's no way, myself included, oh, there's no way he's going to go back. Well, he made himself insanely valuable, and they said, oh shit, you're pretty valuable now. Here's a bunch of money to come back. And he went, all right, cool, <laughs> and then he went back. So it's like that. That's not out of the realm of possibility too. That I'm going to prove you wrong, and then you're going to beg me to come back. I mean, that's that's what she's betting on. But like you said, the flip side of that is it could. It could backfire, and it could be. I mean, we we should also consider that it's it's not a hundred percent possibility. She comes in, and New Japan houses do great, and a bunch of people sign up for New Japan World, and uh, she shows up to AEW, and the ratings explode. There, it, it, it's possible too that things just kind of they're they're like you know marginally better, marginally you know up, and and then yeah, she loses a little. You know, she bet on herself, and and maybe she fails. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? I, I I don't know, but that's exciting. It's exciting to see somebody bet on themselves like this, and 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 either put up or shut up, like you said. That, I think that's the best way to put it. And she could be making more outside. I mean, she might be getting a comp. She could get hypothetically the same deal or a comparable deal from Tony Khan, plus all of those six figure payouts from new Japan for however many dates it is. And she might be coming out ahead financially in the short term. And option C here is maybe she just really is completely fed up with WWE and wants to just be a pro wrestler now. That's a possibility too. Sure. Because we we know because first of all, she's made a shit ton of money. Okay, she's very likely a millionaire already. And she's gonna make a shit ton of money outside WWE. And we know she's a wrestling nerd. You know, we know that. We know she's a tape watcher. She loves pro wrestling. Um, she she flies herself to Japan to 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 train. And um just the other day she posted on Twitter. Uh, you know, she's watching a YouTube playlist of a of a some six sided ring TNA match, and she's got a whole playlist. She's a nerd. She's a nerd. She's watching wrestling like we are. She's studying it, watching it, and probably trying to pick up things. And she loves wrestling. 
So maybe all of this talk the last two weeks is moot. And maybe her whole perspective now is I've made my money. I've established myself at a certain level and I can make more money. How much money do I really need? I just want to be a wrestler now. And I know I can make a solid living at it anyway outside of their system. So why should I go there and bang my head against the wall and deal with all their unkept promises and never be respected the same way that Becky and Charlotte are when I could be a bigger fish in a smaller pond elsewhere, make the same money or similar money or even more money, and, oh, by the way, get to express my art the way I want to instead of the restrictive way that they want me to do it because I love wrestling and I want to be a wrestler. You know, that might play a part in this too. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, how things go. We're, I, we'll all pretty much find out. Like, are you expecting that we find out more right when January 1st hits, or you think we're going to wait till January 4th to kind of see what that next step is going to be when, you know, if and when she appears uh, at Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I, I think. I think we're probably going to have to wait till the fourth, and then maybe things will get into place a little bit. I know some people are kind of trying to work themselves into the shoot on the AEW thing and and uh, whatnot. I mean, at first, but let, let's let's figure out what this New Japan thing is first, and then kind of go from there. Is 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 how well, I'm approaching it. We'll know her next date. She's going to be at the dome, okay? According to Dave, Mike Johnson, I think did Sap uh, confirm that yet? I don't know. Get if he did or not. Many but yeah, people have. Most so people have, yeah, have have put that on 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 record. So she's going to be at the dome. And then we'll know her date because she's presumably either going to sit ringside for the women's title match or she's going to come out in typical New Japan fashion. My guess is she struts down the fucking aisle way after the match and makes her challenge. Right. That's how they do things. And then we'll know the next date, whether that date's going to be that weird second Wrestle Kingdom show. Where is it? Yokohama. Maybe? Yokohama Arena. 21st. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether it's there, whether it's one of the U.S. shows, whether it's uh, New Beginning. I don't know. But we'll know her next date, and we know it's not going to be some random cork in, in the middle of February. The amount of money they're paying her, it's going to be big shows only. She's the real bright lights, right? Like she, it's bright lights, uh, Mercedes, whatever the fuck is what it, Monet Mercedes, whatever the fuck her name's going to be. Okay, so we'll know her next date on the fourth. Okay, and then from there, a week later, we find out if she's the mystery partner. So, um. And again, like we talked about last week, if they legally can't advertise her until after the first, well, AEW will have a dynamite and a rampage where if they want to flat tease her or flat out say it's her or have Soraya just flat out say it's her, they have two opportunities to do so on television. And like I said last week, it would be monumentally stupid for them if it's her to not just advertise her or do the punk thing and make it blatantly obvious. Just have if you want to have Soraya come out there on Dynamite and say, uh, you know, and my partner next week is going to make a statement. You can take it to the bank. Right. That's good yeah. enough. Too. <laughs> She's a boss. It's going to make a statement. Yeah, right. that's what I would do. I I, I would err on that side because I kind of like that. I like the idea of not out and out letting the surprise still be, you know, oh, my God, there she actually is or whatever. I like that idea uh, of doing that. But I, I, I would, like you're saying, make it so obvious to people. And 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 everybody knows, but then you still kind of save that that surprise of okay, the the music hits and there she is, you know. And whereas if you announce it ahead of time, like yeah, there's still that surprise. Yeah, it's cool that she still you know shows up or whatever. But there's a different oomph if you're like just wink, wink, nudge, nudge it, and then she comes out and you're like, oh, you know, that sense of relief that that 
you know, I felt and everybody felt when when Punk finally came out at the at the first dance or whatever. We all knew it was CM Punk, but you know, just in case, you know, there was that little bit of doubt that you had, and then he came out, and then there was that full relief of, oh, that's awesome. There he is. Like, I think they can do the exact same thing with her if it is her. But yeah, they have to totally wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, and, and we'll find out as quickly. You know, starting in January, we will find out. You know. Because they're they're gonna have to tease it one way or another, and and I've seen some people say like you, is is it up to them? Like, should they? Do they have to now do something to kind of let you know one way or another? Because are people gonna kind of work themselves into a shoot, and then whoever that is that comes out, whether it be a Thunder Rosa or whoever, like you need to let people know that it's not. It's either gonna be her or it's not gonna be her. But you have to figure out a way to do that. Is pretty much where we're at right now. Yeah, and then we'll find out from there, and then we'll really have the whole lay of the land laid out. You know, we'll know what her next match is in New Japan. And, you know, I, w- I fully expect them to do a full-on program with her and get the most money out of her. I know we're kind of going to jumping a few steps ahead in the chess game here, but I would uh, suspect that whoever wins at Wrestle Kingdom is losing to her in that first match. And then, you know, you do whatever you're going to do from there in terms of working a program until ultimately she jobs to whoever she's going to job to when she finishes up however many dates that she has. And maybe when all, when there's more clarity here, um, you know, somebody will, you know, it'll get leaked how many dates it is or whatnot. But right now everyone's so tight lipped because nobody wants to get in legal entanglements with WWE. So um, that's a lot of this too. I mean, you know, I can tell you, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know where Mike Johnson found out how she was going to be at the dome i could tell you any of the information i had last week that came from the japanese locker room so the the office people to my knowledge are being very tight-lipped on all of this but um yeah we'll, we'll 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 find all this out shortly it's exciting and at minimum she'll be part of new japan slash stardom and i don't know how many stardom shows she'll work i'm sure i'm sure i i don't know anything about stardom schedule i don't know if they have shows that are big enough to warrant her price um, you would think that you try to run one while you have her under contract, but I think it's predominantly going to be New Japan shows. And this was New Japan's plan all along for this title. This title was always coming to America. And I told people months and months and months ago when this title was announced that this IWGP women's title was going to be very much Western based and US based because they really think that there's a hole in our marketplace for quality women's wrestling that they can exploit. That's their idea here. And when they had an opportunity to get Sasha Banks, Kadani made the call and said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's pair whatever she wants because even if it's a law, I guess his train of thought is if this, even if this is a loss leader, it'll help get this off the ground. We want that awareness. We want people signing up to our services. We want people aware of us. We want people that know that, that, that come to our shows to check it out for the first time. We want people to spread the word, whatever it is. And I think that's a great, if, if that is his goal, I think that's a great goal. I think the type of person that you eat money on is, is somebody like a Sasha, because that is going to give you eyeballs that, that very few people can get eyeballs for in my mind, or, or you know, just this entire thing, like this entire thing is probably worth a risk to say, Hey, let's just, let's try this out and see what happens, you know, in terms of doing a lot of the IW, GP women's stuff in America because I think I think they're absolutely right that there is a hole for 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 you know women's wrestling in 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 this country and you know as somebody you know who runs a website I could tell you that yeah Joshi stuff is is getting you know is it as popular as as some people want it to be it's not but it, it you know it's growing it, it, you can definitely see in terms of reviews and previews that we do and uh, and podcasts we have that it, it's 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 bubbling up it's 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 getting there um 
you know, is there still more people that can probably find out about it soon? Yeah, maybe. And that, that's and that's what he's betting is that there's a lot of people out there that, that are hungry for, uh, uh, you know, alternative women's wrestling in this country. And, and, and he's going to provide that in the best way possible. And I think it's a smart, smart move. And it's not, it, you know, hell, it's not unlike what they did with the with the Chris Jericho. Like you said, they're, they're following a lot of the same template with Chris Jericho. Like you and I and a lot of people that listen to the show were well aware of New Japan Pro Wrestling and, and watching it well before Chris Jericho arrived. But we were, you know, kind of the, I mean, there was a lot of people that that was their entry point, you know, whether they stuck around or whether they're still watching today, who knows, but I mean, just certain, I mean, you, clear business differences pre Jericho and post Jericho. I mean, that's what he did for that, that company in America has made people aware of it. And then you take it to the next level with, uh, you know, Cody and, 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 and you do even a little bit more with the bucks and you kind of partly all that stuff that they then did the, the years after Kenny, you know, being involved in that same stuff too. But, but Jericho is really the fuse that, that, that lit that. And just, you know, yeah, we, 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 talked about it at the time. I mean, you look at the numbers, the new Japan world subscribers and, and views and all that. So, I mean, it was, it, it blew up in the West. Like it had never blown up in the West before. And it, it, it stayed that way for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, they're, and, they're emulating that they're doing. They're trying to do the exact same things. And hey, there's a market here for people that are going to want to watch this type of wrestling. And she's the person to put, you know, front and center in this. And, and I don't disagree. I don't think this is something anyone has talked about yet. I know that we haven't, but all this talk that nobody can advertise her until the turn of the calendar. Do you think New Japan does a three day build and and flat out announces her on the first? Um, so that people subscribe the world and you know what I mean? I mean, they should, right? If they, they can do that, should yeah. And that, I mean, that might be you. You were kind of joking about it a little bit earlier, like what's she doing in Japan already? I mean, they might be saying, "Hey, fuck it, let's 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 f- get all your pictures ready, let's get your videos ready, let's get your promos ready." And then, yeah, January first, right. bam, we hit we hit on, and then boom, we're, it's a full on assault. It's a full on assault uh, of advertising. I mean, that's that that's smart. I mean, if that's if that's the date, if if you know, twelve oh one January first is the date that you can do whatever, then sure, yeah, why not? Blast out some tweets, have her have a whole video shot, like you're saying, where she announces her intentions to show up at the, you know, it could be 30 seconds. Hi, I'm whatever name she's going to use. And I am going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. And if you want to find out what I'm doing at Wrestle Kingdom, you need to subscribe to New Japan. And they, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. absolutely should do that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and along those same lines, it's funny because Jericho, of course, had the famous match with Omega, but now they're using Omega in the same way with Will Ospreay. You know, the Kenny Omega Will Ospreay match feels like the main event to the West, just like Jericho Omega did many years ago, where the real main event of the show is in, 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 in Japan is Okada and Jay White. It's, it's so they have Sasha Banks and Kenny Omega this year to kind of pump some life back into that company, particularly in the West where they have absolutely lost some steam. And a lot of that was the emergence of AEW because I think for a lot of fans, AEW replaced New Japan as their WWE alternative. Of course. There's no question about it. And then the pandemic, of course. And the pandemic really did a number on them. They were still doing some decent houses in America and the pandemic just completely derailed everything. And now, you know, even in Japan, they've lost a ton of momentum. And, you know, getting Sasha Banks and Kenny Omega to work this show. I think they are, you know, no pun intended banking on that. Maybe, you know, re reinvigorating and putting some life back into, you know, from a Western standpoint, some new, those, because remember those new Japan subs were really driven a lot via the West because the West was earlier to adapt 
to streaming services and over-the-top devices and things like that. And Japan has lagged behind, especially at the time they rolled out New Japan World. So when Jericho came, a gigantic percentage of the New Japan World subs were coming from the West. Just because we're more, we just adapted sooner to that stuff than they did in Japan. So, um, and again, this women's title, the focus is America, America, America. Yeah. So um, someone in the chat room said it wasn't just any TNA match. What she was watching, Rich, was King of the Mountain 2005. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is a nerd. She's a wrestler. I gotta remember what King of the Mountain 2005 was. I probably watched it not that long ago. Let's see. I've been doing a, a lot of TNA looking. Let's see. King of the Mountain 2005. Not the Kate Bush. Uh, man, Kate Bush came out with a record called King of the Mountain in 2005. And if you look that up, unfortunately, TNA's King of the Mountain 2005 does not come up. Okay. Yeah, it's big nerd stuff if that's what she's doing. Good for her. Um, Did you? I don't know if you saw the tweet, but it was funny because she took a picture of her laptop and you could see the match. And then very wisely, Rich, she obscured and covered the recommended videos on the right. Very smart move. Oh, okay. Because yeah. people would have dissected the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah. There's no winning in that situation. No matter what was over there, people are going to read into that and dissect it. And I'm sure she was also very careful about what windows were open across the top. Got to watch your tabs. You always got to watch the tabs. Yeah. Watching the tabs and what apps she had running on the bottom. I'm sure she was super careful about every what single one of those what details. What a stupid world. God Isn't it a stupid, it. sick world that we're in? <laughs> oh, Isn't it? Where you hate, have to do that? I hate this. I hate it here. Yeah. I hate it yeah. here, Joe. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Just because if one of those recommended videos was something slightly controversial, it would have been like, you know what I mean? So she knows she knows she has to obscure that shit. So and the King of the Mountain 2005, it's absolutely sick. Just an absolute disgusting world we live in. Uh, Raven, AJ Styles, Abyss, Monty Brown, and Sean Waltman. There we go. All right. She's into it. Watching her Monty She's Brown tapes. It. I like it. Yeah, well, pounce period. Yeah, I was going to say she's going to bring up the pounds. I hope so. Incredible. Maybe. Yeah. Right, right the wrong. Maybe she's going to pounce Jeff Jarrett right the wrong from uh, many, many years ago. So maybe it could be wor- they could be working in the same place soon. You never know. So Monty Brown and uh, or Jeff Jarrett and Sasha. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I was like, I got excited about Monty Brown. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> What's going on? Wee woo wee. Are you still Rich, on did, that? Do you still like Jeff Jarrett? Well, uh, did you watch AEW Dark this week? Uh, I did not watch AEW Dark this week. I heard it was a hell of an episode of Dark. Oh, you had Kenny Omega in singles yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Ricky Starks in singles action. You had Jade Cargill in singles action. And you had Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh in tag team action. Oh, of course nice. I watched Dark. Who'd they, uh, who'd they uh, run up against? Kidding me? I don't remember. They oh. won <laughs> two, two jobbers, two jabrones. <laughs> they squashed a couple of jabrones. Nobody cares. <laughs> But yeah, Jared, so you're still Jared. doing. You're still into this Jared thing, huh? I am. They're not overdoing it. I mean, they're going to get their their title shot on Friday, and they're going to lose. Okay, mm-hmm. Lethal and Jared. That's Jeff Jarrett, though. I don't know. Did they tape it already? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I've I lived a lot of TNA history where it was like, oh yeah, well it'll be this guy Jeff Jarrett, and then yeah, Jared, Jared will lose, and this guy will win. I, I'll tell you what. I'm not opposed to a world championship tag team. A short one. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it, to it. A little, little quick switcheroo with the acclaimed. Why not? Sanjay Dutt with the, with the mock rap. 
You want to do? <laughs> right? You want to do? You want them to be transitional champions? Like they lose it on a you know. Why can't they win it on Rampage and then like lose it in two weeks on Dynamite? <laughs> I suppose you're right. I mean, they could. Listen, when they laid them out last week, we're being Jeff told it's against Bowens and Billy and not a title shot. Is that correct? All right. Well, uh, probably. I'm okay. <laughs> well, nevertheless. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Then they should definitely win. Then they're going to win. I mean, how can, how can yeah, they Daddy ass is taking a Daddy ass is taking a, a, a guitar shot like it's 1999, baby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But when he when they laid them out last week on Dynamite, <laughs> he took the mic and said, scissor that, slap nut. I mean, <laughs> come on. I know. I know. Come on. It's good stuff. And, it, you know, it, He's not working top of the card. Jeez. You know, it's just scary. Little... It's, it's, it's scary. I get it. I get why people have that trepidation. I have a little bit of it too. It's just scary to see Jeff Jarrett somewhere, but you know, it, we'll, it's we'll see. scary because he's been so good. I mean, yeah, who, this guy's been great. He's been and great. Like, you know, he's in that thing. room and, and I think Tony's stronger willed, but you know that he's in that room. You know what I mean? Jarrett's sitting there sipping some scotch or whatever, being like, hi, Tony, (laughs) you know, I mean, just working him like it's not going to happen overnight, but just little by little, break him down, break him down, break him down, break him down. And then because Jarrett's a worker, man, he's been in the business since he was an infant, you know, so I I, I just I get worried. I get a little bit worried that he has, you know, like Hothead says in the chat room, TNA PTSD. I I just have too many, too many King of the Mountain matches ending with the wee woo, wee woo, wee woo that I, I, you know, just get a little scared. TNA PTSD is 19 white guys with beards that all look and work the same to me. It's not Jeff Jarrett. Like, remember the era with Bram and, <laughs> oh, yes, and Bobby yeah. Roode and all these guys that all had beards and they all dressed and looked the same. They all had the same body and they all worked the same. Like, when I think of, like, awful TNA, like, I think of that. You think of Crimson you know? and... <laughs> yeah, that, that whole time period and, you know, just that that's the awful TNA I think about. Um Look, I don't look. Those Jarrett walking brawls were brutal. We all know that, but that was like almost twenty years ago now. I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm done defending the Jeff Jarrett AEW. <laughs> um, it, 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 there's, like what you look, like, you know what? Like what you it's like. Enjoyable for what it is is all I'm saying. Okay, it has not worn out its welcome with me. I find him very entertaining in the short doses that he's on the show, and he's playing it like he's a psychopath. That's the thing about it too. Like he's playing it like. He's this guy who it, it's kind of meta because his character in AEW is almost acknowledging that he is this failure because he's jealous of AEW and the fact that they've succeeded. And that's a lot of pride to swallow to do a gimmick like that. You know what I mean? To be like, um, you know, this sort of bitter, jealous guy who, you know, is, is annoyed at AEW because they did what he couldn't for all those years. So I don't know. It, it, he hasn't worn out his welcome with me yet. That that's all I'm saying. Um, and, and, and I, I cover dynamite every single week and, and I, I had no idea it wasn't an actual title match on rampage. Do I even pay attention to the show? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? I have no idea. You know, yeah. You know, last week, last week I said, if they, if they sold a, scissor this slap nuts t-shirt i would buy it and did you see what one of our listeners did they tried to be sneaky oh did they make one one of our listeners went on one of them red bubble sites or whatever yeah the fuck okay and created a shirt and we're like oh hey joe look they made a shirt and tried to be sneaky oh no he's shopaw.com is where joe's buying that shirt from if there is a scissor that slap nut t-shirt with the official aew 
shopaw.com made by the company i will buy it i will wear it on the air you can't do some fan made no that doesn't count i don't count that okay so you tried to pull a fast one and i know you're probably listening so um all right someone in the chat says i skipped the ftr guns match on the thursday tv review i didn't do that i said that the guns <laughs> won in fact let me i remember exactly what i said not only did i not skip that match i said that the guns won and i said this was the least interesting FTR match of the year, and I and I sideswiped the guns for it. I remember I made that point. Did I spend a lot of time on it? I did not, but I definitely made that point. So uh, Doug Fowler, isn't that Skeech yeah, from Reddit? Skeech, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wrong, pal. I definitely didn't skip it. But um, anyway, what else we got? We're done with Sasha, right? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, January uh, t- calendar turns over. We'll see what uh, what happens uh, uh, after that. Uh, literally the only other wrestling topic this week. Uh, Bronson Reed, the former Jonah, appeared back on Raw. That Infinity Stone, they're running out of stones. I don't know how many stones there are, but I'm sure he's got too many stones at this point, and he got to add stones to the Infinity Stone. But there we go. We got Bronson Reed back on Raw as Mrs. Lackey. Yes, the Miz now has a heater. Thank God. Someone had a great tweet. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure the room will remind us, and we get proper credit. They had Triple H wearing the gloves, right? With all the stupid heads on him. <laughs> right, Tegan knocks his head and stuff all over. <laughs> it's getting so absurd. I love it. It's so good. Oh. Somebody <laughs> said, if you snap, Raw does a .37. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tweet. I'm That's sorry. That's a great tweet. <laughs> That's a fantastic tweet. I don't know whose tweet that was, but it was phenomenal. Um, if you snap, uh, Top Dollar trips over the top rope and lands on his head. That's what happens if you snap. Um, man. How's that going? (laughs) How's that return going? Good, I've heard. Yeah, pretty good, right? From who? Oh, nobody. (laughs) Literally nobody, but I'm sure it's going great. Hit Row has been so bad. They've all been bad, dude. No, no, I know. But Hit Row has been so especially bad that even the hardcore WWE fans say that they stink and they want them to go yeah away. I, I, I didn't know that until you because you had mentioned that a couple weeks ago and then i went and looked at like a um i think something was going on with 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 hit row uh, on smackdown i looked at the replies of like it was like an official wwe thing too it was like from wwe or whatever and they're like hit row is lit or something you know some dumb shit like that and I looked, <laughs> hit row is lit <laughs> you know what i mean with the fire emoji or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lit on friday night smackdown yeah. and it's them like dancing in the ring or whatever and then i looked at the replies and these are du- official wwe account reply guys you know what i mean like the roman, lowest form of life. roman avatars <laughs> right and they're yeah. like this shit's boring like oh hit row stinks and i'm like whoa like yeah. these people these 11 year olds that spend all day reply guying to WWE official accounts with like you know finger up emojis every time Roman's mentioned or whatever, and they're like, "Get this shit off my TV! I'm sick of it!" I'm like, whoa, that can't. Oh no, yeah, good. I warned you months ago that they turned the even the hardcore fans turned on them. That's how bad they've been. I've even seen some of the like the deep like the people that we used to have run-ins with all the time, like the the, the yes. reply guys to us, like the people that are, are, are a little bit, they're higher forms than like 11-year-old, you know, Roman Reigns avatar people, like legitimate 
adults that for some reason still like WWE, like that would reply to us with like long paragraphs about, oh, actually, this is what's going. And I've seen them and their tweets when we've, you know, I, I would since we still follow them or whatever, or they get retweeted or whatever. And those people are even like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not working with it this time. So it's uh, it's something, man. You know who else has turned on them? The I'm not going to name them, but the 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 AEW troll accounts. Oh no! Have turned on hit. They even turned on. Wow! Like they even are like, oh god, Hero stinks. Uh, you know, it's it just. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, who hotter than Botch Dalla? You know, I mean, I, I mean, what do you want me to say? You know, guy. Did, <laughs> that I man. Saw it, I saw it. I saw it. Yes. That and man then just tweeting through it. Just let it go, brother. Just it's okay. Like he's, he's gotten to. He's like, no. Here's what happened. Uh, here's when I did the move before, and I did it right. Just so you know, I did it right. Oh, and then I also blew out my knee. He's he's like Hulk Hogan here. Like reel it in, buddy. Like oh, uh, well, I tore my meniscus while nah, I was his, walking. Uh, like all nah, right, calm his, down. His his leg gave out on him. <laughs> right. Okay, dude, just laugh at yourself and move on. Yeah, like it's... he's he's so gotten to like. Just laugh at yourself and move on. Yeah, it's okay. On. Like, Who cares? It happens to the best it, of us. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh at yourself, move on, and then never attempt that again. That's all. Right. Scratch you know, it off. It, say, all right, well, that's – yeah, or even do like the – you know, you could do the uh, sweaty face emoji like, well, going to never do that, never try that one again or something like that. You can lean into it with one tweet, log off, and you're good. You know what I mean? And everybody will laugh about it and everyone's fine. You could get the botch over. You just yes. the next time the next time he teases it, the crowd's gonna react to it. And then he can and go, they, no, 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 no. And like yes. you know, point to his belly or something like that, and then just do a no, big point power to move his temple. Yeah. Like his temple. Like he can tease doing it, but then point to his temple. Like there's ways he can get the botch over and use it to his advantage. Um, you know, but you know, he very clearly gotten to. Um he he I don't think he got two inches off the ground on that. Loop. No, it was I, I don't. Pretty, it, was a, it was a thing. It was certainly a thing. If you if you haven't seen it, go definitely check it out. Uh, it it yeah. it was a thing. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but uh, and not, they just aren't over. And listen, when you have B Fab, who's, I mean, I don't greener than grass doesn't even cover it. I mean, she doesn't belong in the main roster, and it's not her fault. You have Ashante the Adonis, who nice little worker with you know with the charisma of a bookcase. And then you have, you know, Top Dollar, who has been awful. He's just been awful. It's very clear what the missing element is. That act was so dependent on Swerve that they just are completely utterless without him. It's just a disaster. And the report came out that Levesque is disappointed in a lot of the people yeah. he brought back. And you'd have to think that they're near the top of the list, you know? Which leads to another kind of interesting conversation in that, you know, Paul Levesque hasn't, during his era, they haven't cut anybody. And I think that's a smart move. And listen, they might cut 40 people next week, right before Christmas, for all I know. But I think they recognize that one huge advantage that Tony Khan had with free agents was that people know if you sign a three-year contract with Tony Khan, he's going to pay you for three years. He might not put you on TV. He might send you home, but you're getting paid for three years. Whereas in WWE, you were constantly on this rolling 90-day contract. At any day, at any time, you could be cut loose and effectively, you're on a rolling 90-day contract, right? So that was an advantage Khan had in the marketplace for wrestlers. If Levesque were smart, he would take that advantage away and just not cut people, right? 
they have more money. If, well, they could afford it. They can definitely afford not to cut, not to make these cuts. Okay, they could say those cuts were budget related all they want. We all know they can afford to pay these people, so just don't. And then you take away one of the advantages that Tony Khan had. So it's interesting that they haven't cut anyone yet, but we'll see with all these returns and ninety percent of them not working out. Um, you know, a lot of them would be. Pri- I mean, we'd be counting that we'd be doing a guillotine clock on these people if Vince was still around. Oh my God! Yeah, he I mean, he would he would have cut bait on half these people already. So and he did. He literally did cut have cut bait on all of <laughs> Most them. Most of them, yeah, all of them. I, yeah. <laughs> so so it's like, um, you know. Well, but, that's the other um, thing too. I I found it funny. We talked to, we touched on it briefly last week, but like you know the report that Paul's like ah he's disappointed. I mean you brought these people back and none of them are good and you have no stories for them. So it's like I don't know. Like I, I can't. You know some of them are good little workers or whatever. But you've had you got you have no idea what you're doing with them. You bring them in. You. They're not even getting pops now. I mean, they, these people that come back, it's just crickets. I mean, Tegan Knox came out and like two people gave a shit. Uh, but and, and what's your plan now? Okay, now you have Tegan Knox. Great, cool. What's next? Like, okay, you, you know, and, and it's just I, I I hate to you know, it's I, like I find it kind of funny because it's like, well, yeah, everybody kind of knew that these people were not really you know they're they're not signing the best and the brightest you know free agents in wrestling. But then to you know have that report come out that he's disappointed, it's like, well, dude, you're, what are you doing to help him? Like, what are yeah, you? he's he hasn't booked them well, right? Well, like, okay, yeah, maybe they've been disappointing, and I don't disagree with that. But what the hell are you doing to fix that? Like, what Look we at, talked about yeah, it last I week mean, with the Bray Wyatt, like, what the hell are you doing with Bray Wyatt? Like, what in God's name you bring this guy in and 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 for whatever it's worth, I hate it. I am never going to watch it. I'm never going to like it. I'm never going to respect it. I think it's absolute trash. But like you had people interested and now you're doing like that Uncle Howdy thing. How lame was. Oh, my God. What was that? Did you see that video? So bad of Uncle Howdy walking out. It's like it looks like sub high school. It's like middle school play. And he did the the hat tip (laughs) Malady. Little hat tip, my lady from uh, from Uncle Howdy. From Uncle That's Howdy, stupid. and then they're just putting Alexa back in the thing. It's like, oh, we're doing the pedophile thing again. Great, all right, yeah, awesome, sweet, yeah. Uh, I, you know, Bray ultimately will probably be fine. I mean, obviously he's cooled off tremendously, but the thing about Bray is the WWE fans they eat up all of his shit. So it's just a matter of doing things with him. Like their fan base thought Uncle Howdy was like this tremendous step and and uh this is this great long story time. Oh man, can't wait to see what happens to Uncle Howdy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can you like, imagine? Can you imagine? I, I cannot fucking imagine. <laughs> can no, you I can't even imagine going to bed and thinking about oh man. <laughs> Running well, through only Uncle one Howdy sleep until SmackDown and I get to see what Uncle Howdy's gonna do. <laughs> One more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the scenarios, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Maybe it's Bo Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> Tossing and turning at night. Oh, yeah. too excited to go to sleep. I'd, I'd hate to be L.A. night. Uh, <laughs> right. he, he's done for. Uh, yeah, no, he's God. But ultimately, I think he'll be fine because they eat that shit up. Right, right, right. I agree. But the others, I mean, it's your, your tertiary people that your Tegan Knox is. It's like, all right, you bring Tegan Knox back and now she's already getting jumped from behind and getting beaten up. And it's like, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what is this? You know, the, the, the damage control. We said that, too. Like, that's another one where like Dakota, oh, like, where's Dakota Kai now? 
Like, I mean, th- the thing about damage control is he tried to push them and it didn't take. And a lot of that was the same old bullshit 50-50 stuff with the Bianca group for, in that endless fucking feud that, that they had. And it just, damage control is just a bust. I mean, they, they would put them in drawing positions on Raw and it would always bomb. And and yeah, um, uh, Dakota Kai is the pin eater in the group, you know? So that he at least put booking muscle behind, I guess you could say, and it just didn't take. But go look at like Johnny Gargano's cage match and tell me that he has been booked well in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he doesn't have a chance to get over because he's on the booking fucking hamster wheel. On the 50-50 old school Vince McMahon hamster wheel. Yeah, Braun Strowman is another guy that people have mentioned that it's like, oh, yeah, Braun Strowman's back. And it's like, yeah, what's he doing? He's doing nothing. It's Yeah. And, and, you know, Braun's another one. And, and, and obviously, we, you know, Hit Row just hasn't performed. I mean, I wouldn't – you can put it on Levesque for bringing them back because we all knew that they stunk, you know, and the act was dead without swerve. But they haven't performed. Um, and haven't gotten over at all. And they're not over in any of the buildings. But you go right down the line, and it's just, you're right. He hasn't booked any of these people particularly well. You know, he's lucky that people are so hungry for this Bray Wyatt bullshit that they'll eat up anything because they totally cooled him off between his debut and the Uncle Howdy shit last week. He was colder than ice. He was like, you forgot he was around. But they can get away with that with him. You know, and I, I'm sure that he's off in a corner with the director of lore, you know, writing all his own shit. And, you know, and, and he'll be fine because they'll eat it up. But that leads us to Bronson Reed, who comes back with the Miz. And it's like, all right, I know why that guy chose WWE. I probably would have too, because, you know, according to Meltzer, you know, what the, the base is what, 250,000? So just, and so he's making at least 250,000 a year. That's more than New Japan was going to pay. I mean, a guy at the level he was going to be at in New Japan, he's not going to make that kind of money. And he lives in Florida. So why wouldn't he go back to WWE? You know, I see a lot of people saying, oh, he could have been working on top in New Japan. Oh, come on. Let's, listen, he's going to make more money in WWE. All right. And he doesn't have to fly back and forth to Japan. I understand his decision, but he's going to be the Mrs. Heater. And, you know, would you bet right now on Bronson Reed getting to the top of the card? In oh, w- God, no. I would yeah. not bet no, on hell that. no, hell no. You know, and, and you know, it, it's, uh, you know, he's he's another guy that you're going to throw on the glove. And in three or four months, we're going to be talking about how they've done nothing with him. And, you know, because that's how everyone except for Bray on that dopey little glove has been. I mean, go look at the, the faces on that glove. Some of them I can't even recognize. Like, there's one <laughs> woman on the glove where I don't even know who it is. I, I don't even know who the woman is. Let me see if I can find the most updated uh, Infinity. Might be Emma. Maybe it's Emma. Oh, Emma's back. Yeah, Emma is back. Yeah. All right. Again, red hot, red hot. Attorney <laughs> yeah, Emma's Emma. back. Yeah. Is she popping the, is she popping do, the bubbles do, in her do, hand? Do, do. Does she still have the doo-doo? She, I know she doesn't have the doo-doo music, but uh, she needs no, it back. She hasn't so. had that in 10 years. <laughs> I want it back, though. <laughs> You know, they um, carrying cross. I, I imagine he's doing well. So, uh, sure. <laughs> um, I can't find the infinity thing. I don't care. Yeah, it's no, probably it, Emma. I, I I don't. I'm not looking at it, but it's Emma. I'm sure. So that's the one. I it is. It's Emma. Emma's the one I couldn't. It might be Emma or Tegan Knox. Okay, so here's this one that's got all the way up to. Oh, it's not. In, this one does not include Tegan Knox. So it's it's 
It's Emma. Yeah, it's may, it might be Tegan Knox that you're seeing there. I, I see, Emma's got her glasses on, so I think you would. I think you would know Emma. Because Tegan Knox doesn't really look like Tegan Knox on, on the glove. No, it's no, like a no. weird the, picture. The, of yeah, it. the picture does not look like her at all. So yeah, you got Dakota here. I'm looking at this: Emma, Dakota, Bray, Braun, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Dexter Loomis, Top Dollar, B Fab, Ashante, uh, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, Mia Yim. Do you know how else you know Hit Row legitimately is bombing badly? Because on the Masked Man show this week, oh, Rich. No. <laughs> God damn it. Is this your you mystery topic? You call this your mystery topic, and then, then we're even, okay? This is yeah, your I gift to me. Week. Well, that, that's fine. You can give somebody a gift that, you know, they just do it. Just, just say it's my gift. It's fine. It's a weekly segment. <laughs> I can't lie to the listeners. Um. <laughs> They opened up with John Cena. Very worthy opening topic, um, which we will not discuss at all. What did John all. Cena do? Oh, um, that he's all oh, that he came back. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, Rich, one of the biggest stars in. in no, he, I, I, for, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. And right, we right. did not have it on our run. The hell no. I think I think Mass Man owned us this week on that one because we probably should have. Yeah, who well, cares? Well, we just did. We just there, brought it. We up. did it. Yes, John Cena's back. Uh, cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah, he will team up with the Kevin real Owens. the real needle movers here to save things. Great. And he's been moving needles, Rich. Tickets flying. Because he does. He always does. That's the thing when people <laughs> pretend that these other guys are stars and none of them do anything. And then one of these actual real stars comes in and immediately the business moves. And it's like, there you go. That's the thing when like when we do like Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame stuff and people are like, I don't know, you got to get Roman Reigns in there. I'm like, no, I don't have to get Roman Reigns in there because it's possible that he, because he's not doing anything and he doesn't move any numbers and doesn't sell any tickets or whatever, we maybe we should just wait and see that when the next person comes after Roman – Maybe that guy moves numbers. Maybe that guy moves tickets. Like John Cena does. He comes and he moves tickets and moves ratings and does those sort of things. Like Bray Wyatt got hinted and moved ratings and did these sort of things. Like we don't have to just assume that that like nobody will ever affect their business ever again just because Roman doesn't. You, you know what I mean? Like I I hate this idea that we just can't. Well, their business is what it is, and uh, Roman's the top guy, so you eventually got no. I don't like because he's not doing anything and he's never done a thing to move their business. So and when these guys come in, these real stars come in, it's so obvious. Immediately. Carry yeah. on. Mass man. Now I know how you feel when I just lose it and you're just like, I'm going to get out of the way. You did a nice job there, Craig. Thank you. Um, yeah, no. Every time Cena comes back, it, it's kind of embarrassing for Roman. Instantly, right? he moves business. Insta- like yeah. that, the week of, they're like, John Cena's here. Boom, ticket sell. Yeah. Instantly. Anyway, topic two. Is what I'm getting to here. Dave, that's Schumacher. Kaz, Brian, and special guest Nick Bond, who is without question the person with the worst opinions in the entire. <laughs> who's who's Brian? I don't know if I know Brian. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. 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 Nick Bond. Okay. They pull out the grade books and evaluate Triple H's rehires, oh. every one of them down the line. Oh, let's do letter the same. Grades. We got to do the same thing. Maybe that's our mystery topic. You want to do the same thing? So they gave them letter grades for their returns, and they're, like, giving everyone B-pluses. Like, <laughs> oh, Karrion Cross B-plus. He's been phenomenal. Like, like just ridiculous grades for these people. You know, like, oh, Johnny Gargano, that's an A-minus. Like, just completely lost. You know, they just view wrestling through a completely different lens. But... Even they gave Hit Row D's. Oh, no. Like, wow. even these people <laughs> yeah. were like, oh, Hit Row. And, like, like Schumacher didn't want to answer. Like, he didn't want to say anything. 
you know, and then someone else was like, ah, I got to give him a D. It's just not working, you know, and then they, I, they buried them softly, brother. Is that, that's probably the best way yeah, to put it because they don't bury anybody. You know what I mean? Good. They're not going to, even, that's what I mean. Hit Row is just a complete failure. Like nobody thinks they've done well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be a good segment if we did it because I'm looking at this list and I just want to get <laughs> a lot Fs of D's, a lot of D's, a lot of F's for me. Like, what do you want me to do with Sarah Logan? Yeah, what do you oh want me to do? My God, Sarah Logan came back. <laughs> Maybe that's why they recognize. <laughs> no, because remember then, uh, Sarah Logan, like, it, there was the 20 minute, like, freak out over, uh, uh, the Max the Impaler, you know, stealing the gimmick yes. thing and yes. that happened for which like she, which, which she absolutely did. She did. I mean, she, like, I'm, she, I'm not like, Sarah Logan 100 percent stole Max the Impaler's yeah. look. 100 percent But yeah, it was so funny that everybody got upset about it for maybe two hours and then just moved on with their lives. And then it I haven't heard of it since. So they brought Sarah you, Logan back. Are you kidding? You forgot, what? You, you, for, you forgot she was there. Didn't you you? could have given me a two hours. We could have done the rest of the show. With guess who they brought back, or hey, is this person back or not? And and when you got to, Sarah, I would have never in a million. They brought Sarah Logan back. Yeah. What? Yeah, they did. That's Why? Right. Um, you know, it came out too. Somebody who knows Max, they said Logan even went to the same stylist. No, that's, that's dirty. A, that now that's a tweet. That's just a tweet I read. Okay, but it was from another wrestler. I forget which one. That is, it, it was so blatant. Like, you can't be more blatant than that. That's dirty. Very dirty. This is not like when, um, I, I, I don't want to blame, I don't want to say it's the wrong person. It was either, I, I don't think it was Tasha Steeles. It may have been Kira Hogan. Somebody claimed that Sasha stole their blue hair or yes, something. Yes, yeah. I think but that, it's was like, Kira, that was Kira Hogan. That was Kira Hogan that said that. But like that's so like anyone could have blue randomly like a lot of people have blue hair it's like an in right now you know what I mean like but this this thing the hair the face the paints the yeah it was one hundred percent blatant blatant um, okay there you go in the room it was Heidi Howitzer that said the stylist thing and it's definitely legit according to uh, Doug Fowler chiming in again um. Doug, listen, you got to apologize, man. I 100% covered that guns <laughs> versus I think FDR match. did say, okay, I'm sorry. I must have missed I, it earlier. But Okay, I'm not always in the room, so I didn't see I will. It, what but. I will do is the next time I see Doug in person, I will, I will demand that he apologize yes. on, to me on your behalf or whatever to, to figure it out. So, But not yes. really. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, anyway, very helpful there. So there you go. Isn't that crazy? Went to the same fucking stylist. That's dirty. Because initially I was like, ah, you know, I get it. But then like little by little, I saw people, you know, t- tweet stuff out. And then I got a, I took a better look at the the gear because at first I was like, all right. Yeah, you're like, you know, yeah, you're Viking women or whatever. You know, OK, whatever. You, you know, like whatever that look is you're, you're going for, which is what the Sarah Logan look was for. And, and Max kind of had a similar ish, uh, you know, type of, you know, you know look about. It. But then when I like really dug in, I was like, oh, the hair is exactly the same. Like. The face paint is like to the line exactly the same, and then yeah, it's, Dude, you it's know, on the nose. It's, it's like exactly like I was yeah. like, oh well, whatever. She, you know, half of her face is. I was like, oh no, it's like <laughs> literally exactly the same look. So yeah, that that that's gotta suck. But uh, it, I mean, to be fair, it's freaking. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. 
Sarah Logan and nobody will care ever again. So yeah, you forgot she was there. I, so um, m- million years I would have never. They brought Sarah Logan back. What are you, you doing? Let me tell you something. If she didn't blatantly rip off someone else's, nobody would have known. You, yeah, I would never know. You would never know. You you wouldn't have known she was there at all. That's the only reason you knew she was there. On the Cheap Heat Friday show, Rich. <laughs> What's the one that went away? Mac Mania. Mac Mania went away, right. Okay, but Cheap Heat's still going. Okay, go on. Yeah. Dopey Pete and Stack Guy Greg, here were their topics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pause any. I can't uh, mute anymore. <laughs> I could turn away from this mic, but I cannot mute it. Um, topic number one. How much valuable time we waste resetting our passwords. I have to tell you, I went through this recently. So I feel I'm their with, pain. Yeah, on I'm it. with those guys for sure. Yeah, that's, listen, that sounds like something we'd open a show with. Absolutely. Yeah. I got, got to respect I, it. Got to do the Uncle Howdy tip the cap to them for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Don't be Pete nailed a good opening banter there. Uh, topic two. Mandy Rose's surprising release from WWE. The lack of an official statement and what that means. And Roxanne Perez's potential. That seems like a reasonable topic. Yeah, right, that's kind of not far from what we did last week. So that's, right. that's fair. But. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> if you listen to the segment. One of the only good tweets. When Twitter eventually goes away. Which I was promised it was going away a month ago. And still fucking yeah. here. But when it goes away, I will miss. that. That is one of the only ones I will miss. Is the, uh, the, the Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Skip Bayless tweet. You know I'm sensitive to the Holocaust. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nodding along. But. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one of the only, there's like eight good tweets and that's one of them. So, so good. that needs to be preserved in a um, museum, but the rest of it can just go away for sure. That and the Stephen A. a. Smith Crab Rangoon. <laughs> crab Rangoon one, yes, which we, we, we reference, I think, on an almost weekly basis. I don't know if everybody knows that we re- redo that, no. but uh, we, we absolutely do. But go ahead. Yes. Crab goon, things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since that tweet, I order crab goon all the time now. It's become like one of my favorite things to order at Chinese restaurants. So every time, every time, so good. Even if even if I know it's a Chinese restaurant that that has the cheap frozen ones, who cares? I I still it's the order fast. They're the best. Oh God, I want I them right st- now. I still it comes with that sweet and sour. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. Hell yeah, it does. And and what's good is okay. So so do you the bite very, and then here? How how do you go about putting I was your? Just tell you. Okay, go ahead. Go for them, it. Them cheap frozen ones. It's like all of the rangoon filling is on the bottom in a pouch, right? Yes. And then you have like the butterfly shaped deep fried dough that that's like pinched together, holding it together, which has no filling in it. So what I do is I eat from the bottom first, and I eat the the pouch with the rangoon in it, and enjoy the rangoon <laughs> goodness. Nature, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I dip the other the butterfly part because that's gross. Otherwise, it's just fried fucking dough, dumpling dough or whatever. I dip that in the sweet and sour gimmick, and then I eat it. That's how I that's how I eat the crab rangoon. That's interesting. I like that. So, so the one the places that I go to, most of them don't have the one that you're talking about. They have like an actual folded one. It's probably just but, another, yeah, the, the not yeah, like a better 
quality, higher yes, quality. Yeah, and so and that one's got like it's like triangle shaped or whatever. They come in there like little ninja yes. stars or whatever. Yes. So what I do then is I bite a corner off because that corner is just garbage, you know. And I don't and sometimes I don't even eat that corner. I just get rid of it because it's just dough. I don't need it. it. Yeah, toss it, put it off the side. Usually, you get it get to the it dogs. To the dog. It absolutely one hundred percent goes to the dogs. So, yes. uh, and then I, I pop open the uh, sweet and sour sauce, and then I pour the sweet and sour sauce inside the middle of the that's, rangoon, that's a good move. and that's then a good bite move. in, and then there's just ju- juicy uh, a rangoon uh, and with with the sweet and sour inside of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, yeah. now as fuck. Yeah, Jesus. I'm convinced that the cheap frozen rangoon doesn't even have any crab in it. It's just <laughs> oh, it's, it's just cream cheese. Like it's oh, just that like sure. cream yeah. cheese or whatever. Like there's no crab in there. I mean, there's there's um, not crab in any of it. It's all just imitation crab, I imagine, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. It's definitely imitation crab. But I'm saying you're not even getting that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. The cheap ones are just you're just eating sour cre- or, or cream cheese. Right, and you only get four of them, and they're charging like seven ninety nine for <laughs> it's it. It's a racket, anyway. but I, I fall but, for it every time. But you order it every time. Like, you just have to get it. So, uh, what was next here? Oh, so, but, Rich. <laughs> right, right. This was their assessment, if you listen. Uh, Dopey Pete and Stack Guy Greg opined that perhaps her release was a work and she's going to show up on oh, Raw. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, what uh, To what benefit? To what end? Well, um, <laughs> like what? Why would that matter? Uh, like all of a sudden, I don't know. The very iconic Mandy Rose music is going to play, and everyone's going to go, "Oh, it's Mandy Rose. She's back." <laughs> if Mandy Rose's music hit on, what's Raw, Mandy Rose's music? First off, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But go um, if I heard it, would I know? I would. I would know it's WWE music, and I might not know that it's hers. It's probably just dirt it, dirt it. Is this some kind of sexy song for the fucking sure? Yeah, with toxic attraction. I don't know. Who had the sexy saxophone? Oksana. Remember? Oksana. Oh, I remember Oksana, of course. <laughs> she had the sexy sax. Remember Oksana. the sexy sax yes. music for Oksana? Oksana. It's like right, like the sexy saxophone. Like you like, you know, you picture the guy fucking fiddle on it. Um so Next topic was MJF's win over Ricky Starks and the guy's idea for how AEW can use Brian Danielson and MJF to build each other up. Uh, those were their uh, three topics for the show. Keep in mind that Dopey Pete, I believe, is friends with MJF. So that's why they always talk about MJF. And MJF puts the show over on Twitter. Um and the reason he does that is because it plays into his gimmick because he knows AEW fans hate Pete Rosenberg. Right, right, right. It's smart. And it's 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 smart stuff to do. And they've probably been I, I imagine they've been friends for a while, given where they both grew up and, and their links to stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were legitimately friends, but the MJF stuff is, is definitely leaning into it, and that's smart, and he should do that. Yeah, so and he yeah, right. So you know, they're both from the New York area and all that, and both involved in rest. So they must have crossed pads, and I, I don't know that they're going out drinking together, but they know each other is my point. And I, and, and I think that that's why Rosenberg, whenever he talks about AEW, it's always MJF related. Anyway, that's the, uh, that's the ringer. All right, not bad. Thing. Not bad. So, I mean, the, the grading, yeah. the returns is, is not great, but I mean, I, I, if you listen to that, you'll be infuriated. Well, it gave us, it, but, but what's good about it is it gives us a window into just how far hit row has fallen that even those guys that are giving like B pluses to Tegan Knox's return or whatever are, 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 giving D's to hit row like that, that, that tells you how far we've fallen so far with them. So that that's, you know, 
reassuring, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> so there we go. That's wrestling yeah. this week. Um, RefPro had a show, but they didn't upload it until like Tuesday, so we didn't watch it. So I didn't watch it yet, but I'll say this. Okay, so Great O'Conn is the new undisputed British champion. The champion of the British. He's champion of the British, that's right. And you think Lanny Poffo was watching? I, I, I definitely was watching. Absolutely, the genius doesn't miss a uh, in any uh, Rev Pro shows. No, absolutely not. So he beat Zack Knight because Ricky Knight Jr. broke his wrist. Was Zack the uh, dopey one that was uh, there for Soraya's things? I, I mix up my knights. I don't know my knights. I know my I Ricky think, Knight Jr. and I don't know any other knights. It's like five hundred of them. I don't, <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know any of them. Yeah, I know Ricky Knight. I know you know. I know the matriarch. I know I know Paige, and that's all I know. So yeah, I know the mom. Um, you know, so maybe let's just say yes. Yes, okay. let's go with so, yes. Let's do yes. Zach Knight replaces Ricky Knight and defends the title on his behalf and loses. I am convinced. Rich Krejci. I'll tell you, this microphone makes me feel real professional. I got to be honest. Like, you should see me when I sit here at the <laughs> desk now. Stroking your chin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just it makes it. Oh, man. You got to stand up. You got to do like the sports radio guys who stand up. Have you ever seen that? There's a lot of sports radio dudes who, who stand up. They're always standing. Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. He's a stand-up guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's In his shorts. <laughs> he's wearing his. Yeah. <laughs> His tank, shorts, his tank top, and his shorts, sleeveless tee, <laughs> right. standing up, pacing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guys are just loaded with energy. Um, yeah, well, sometimes during the Thursday reviews, when I get heated, I do pick it up and stand up. There it is. All right, uh, march around. I'm like Mr. Kennedy when it comes down from the ceiling, like holding it from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story? When I was at uh, I was at Victoria or, or Tara, whatever you know, Lisa Marie Verone's uh, uh, wrestling themed bar and restaurant uh, in Chicago that is that is no longer with us, unfortunately. But uh, one time, when they uh, called the Squared Circle, the Squared Circle, yes, yes, indeed. What um, did you just call? You called it something weird? No, I just said her. her no, I just said her wrestling themed bar and restaurant. But I guess I could have just in, no. You said something else, Torio, Tario. No, I said Tara. That was her TNA name. Remember. Oh, you! Oh, you! Okay, you I said Victoria, said Tara, Tara, Lisa Marie Verone, okay, however you want to call her. Yeah, you said Tara in the most Chicago accent oh, of all well, time. Yeah, so yeah, I got. Well, con- I try not. Sometimes to, it comes out of you. It does. It does. I really. really you try have. It. <laughs> you said the name Tara, and you said Tara like 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 you're. Like, <laughs> you fucking super fan, yeah. You said like you're Johnny Torrio or something. You, you're just. You just <laughs> It really didn't sound like Tara. I don't know what I the apologize. fuck it said. Well, there you go. But, uh, it really can't. Listen, I don't have any accent to speak of and pronounce everything impeccably. <laughs> right, and you I, a man. The classic Ohio accent that uh, the Syracuse trained Joe Lands over here. The Joe Buck nondescript Ohio accent <laughs> right. is what I speak in, sir. I've never mispronounced a name, Tara. Um, <laughs> you sound like Jamie Gertz and still standing. Is <laughs> yeah, what you sounded hey, like right babe. there. That's anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm there and it's after like a TNA show. There's some TNA show going on or they were all at some comic con or something like that. So this, the bar is just filled with, and this is like 2000 and I don't know what it would be. 2013, 2014 TNA 
basically like the table next to me is Christopher Daniels and Kazarian who look like they don't want to be there and they are upset that everybody else is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're I, I talked to Daniels about his like comic book and not about wrestling and that he was like, oh, thank God, I'd love to talk to you about comic books or whatever. So and then well, like, well, hold on. Was that at the time you tried to ask him about Windy City and he knows? No, no, that was that. No, no, that was at the uh, all in. Uh, that was at the all in press conference. Uh, that's my favorite story because you know he was thinking this fucking smart thinks he's going to impress me with Windy City talk. <laughs> I ha- he's probably thinking I haven't thought about Windy City wrestling in he 30 years. He wrestled for decades there. He was like the he, big- He's probably like this smart thinks I'm going to be impressed with his oh, Windy City wrestling. He, I know it was so deflating. So humiliating. Because I was ready. I, like nobody had any questions for Christopher Daniels and I'm like I got a question for Christopher Daniels. <laughs> and I was like let's talk about, you know, Vic Capri and Windy City Pro Wrestling or whatever. And and my exact question was and I think it is available on Patreon if you want to go listen to my you could hear the the agony in my voice as I was like uh so yeah Christopher it's like obviously probably a huge moment to you know be uh, back here in Chicago where you made so many memories with you know Windy City Pro Wrestling or whatever you know what, what, you know what is it feeling like to come back here in this atmosphere you know as as you know with all in and he was just like hey, you know Chicago Miami you know, New York it's wherever Christopher Daniels needs to be that Christopher Daniels is going to deliver a great performance <laughs> and I was like oh total total oh, stock no. answer I was like come on total stock answer I was like come on talk about Steve Boz and Jason Rain and stuff man come on no shot. He did the same thing to me. Remember that terrible interview I did with him years ago? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's still if people can still find it, but it was awful. Like the the phone, like he, oh, he, he sounded like he was underwater. Strain. Yeah, it was a yeah. Hor- horrific. Yeah, terrible interview. And he really he 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 did the same thing to me because some listener sent in a question and they asked me to ask him about Rudy Boy Gonzalez and working <laughs> yes. down in Texas. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I thought, again, I thought it was going to sound like, oh, well, I thought his reaction was going to be like, oh, these guys know their yeah, stuff. They, they know yeah, they know what Rudy they're talking Boyd about. Yeah, like Booker T did. Like we did it with Booker and he respected us and that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won him over. So I asked him, I was like, yeah, this listener wants to know if you have any memories of working with Rudy Boy Gonzalez down in Texas. I'm all puffing my chest. <laughs> right. Rich, I swear to God, his answer was, yeah, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Not an anecdote, not a follow-up story, not nothing. Nothing to work and, with. Yeah, and you have to follow that with 15 seconds of silence and then move on. Yeah, to- and then me as an interviewer and also green as grass because we had been doing the show for about 10 minutes at that point. I don't know what the fuck to do, right? I'm just left out in the cold. Oh, another point in that interview, they had just won the Observer Tag Team of the Year, Bad Intentions. Oh, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yes, yes, time. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was doing that hacky radio thing that Francesa still does on his podcast. And I was like, I'm talking with Christopher Daniels, who just won the 2011 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award Tag Team of the Year uh, with bad intentions. And, and I was like, uh, uh, how did it feel to take home that award? And he doesn't, he probably didn't even know he, he won it. Know he won it for sure. He doesn't even know he won He like, I, I don't remember what he said, but whatever he did say or didn't say, I, I, I my soul just evaporated into the ether because it was so obvious. He didn't give a fuck about this observer tag team of the year award. And I'd be willing to bet that he didn't even remember it. But um, the one good nugget to come out of that interview. So you're not alone in, in Christopher Daniels, just being just a worker. Yeah. Thinking you got the best question ever to ask the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And he just stonewalls you and says, nah, you know, Miami, 
Denver, New York. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to deliver a great performance. I was like, Ugh, dude, that guy goes to work, asks if he's up or down and goes home. He, don't give a <laughs> right, fuck. he doesn't care. He, he don't give a shit. You know, he's just he's been doing this for years and years. He don't fucking care. The only nugget I got out of that interview, the only time he perked up at all is when I asked about Curry Man. Yeah, that was the great. Yeah, you, you got him and, there. You, you broke him there. You could see the, you could feel the smile in his voice, and he gave that classic line. He goes, "I don't know where he's been. I think he's got a problem with the drink." And and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is gold." I finally got something out of him. <laughs> he had, he he just told me that Curry Man's an alcoholic. This I could end the interview right here. But did I know? I asked a Rudy Boy Gonzalez question and got no soul. Um. All right. Anyway. Oh, sorry. I had a Ken, I had a, a Ken Anderson. Yeah. You were saying you bring the mic down like Ken Anderson. Yes. So I, I think I maybe told the story, but if not, so so we're in this bar and it's filled with TNA wrestlers. It's got Kevin Nash is there, you know, just drinking his wine, telling my buddy he can still dunk, even though he clearly just had a knee surgery like weeks before. He can't fucking dunk anymore. Are you kidding, dude? Every time he gets every time you get in the ring, your quads explode. You can't fucking dunk a basketball. But anyway, um, <laughs> we bring this up all the time because my buddy and I, he was like, my buddy says, hey, uh, hey, big sexy, you still dunk? And he goes, fuck, yeah. <laughs> as, as he sips his wine. <laughs> And exactly like you would imagine Kevin Nash would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get back to the table, and I'm like, he can't fucking dunk. Are you kidding? <laughs> Not like, a there's chance. no way. Every time Two he rolls, his knees explode. Yeah. Can't fucking <laughs> dunk. What is he talking about? I, but we always do that. We're, hey, Big Sexy, you still dunk? And he just goes, fuck yeah, and walks away. It's the best. It was so good. That man doesn't have a real knee or hip <laughs> right. left. And then, and then, like, you remember that picture that he tweeted out of his legs? Like, that came, like, two months after that. He tweeted out that picture where he's all, like, bow-legged and his knees are, like, the opposite direction. And I was like, this guy can't dunk. Are you kidding? <laughs> the fuck out of here, big sexy. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, so Anderson's in this room or Kennedy or whatever, and this, that's where the joke comes in, is he's in this room and they, they do something where like he gets on the mic and he's like, oh, I just want to thank everybody for being out here. You know, we're raising money for like they're raising money for something. I forget what it was and, and whatever. And, and some little kid comes up. And he goes, hey, you want to do my thing? And the kid goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he goes, uh, mister, you know, in the, in the, like yeah. the, that he would do. And he hands the mic to the kid and he goes, Kennedy. And, the kid, <laughs> and at that time, he's obviously not Ken Kennedy. He's Ken Anderson. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, Anderson. And everybody laughs. And the, all the TNA guys are making fun of him. Yeah, and he turned him, red. Yeah. He's embarrassed. And it was the great. I mean, the whole place is erupting in laughter. And he is not happy about it either. Because, you know, obviously he's working for TNA at that time. He doesn't. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to work for TNA in 2012 or whatever. So um, just, yeah, a moment I'll always forget of. of uh, him thinking he's going to own this room and just, yeah, especially Nothing. like in front of like Kevin Nash and all these other big time big wigs or whatever. And then, yeah, the kid just dogs him and goes, Kennedy. And he goes, oh, Anderson. I love the T- <laughs> I love the I love the TNA wrestlers you know, like backhandedly dogging their own company. Too, <laughs> right, exactly. laughing at all of that. Yeah, they knew. That's getting those Dixie yeah. checks. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So back to Zack Knight. Rich. Yeah, Zack Knight. Of course. He, I am convinced that i got hiccups all of a sudden bad timing okay i think they're gone i am convinced that ricky knight jr would have beaten the great Ocon and handed him his first rev pro loss he's still undefeated and gideon gray still does the gimmick but you can't have zach knight hand the great (laughs) certainly not so but this works out good because this is like a little silver lining thing because now Ocon gets to carry around that title in Japan, right? So that's cool. 
and now Ricky Knight Jr. gets to hand him his first loss while also winning the title back, right? So I think they kind of got handed something. Um, there's a little silver lining there is what I'm getting at here. You know, there's a nice story there because Ricky Knight Jr. never lost his title in the ring. And now he gets to beat Okan. That'll give Okan his first loss. I think that's what they're going to do. And Rich, you'll be shocked to hear this, but Will Ospreay and Tomohiro Ishii allegedly had a tremendous match. Wow, I'm I'm, I'm stunned. Yeah, that, that's I did want to watch it to be fair, but like things, you know, today was horrific weather here in Chicago, and yesterday was busy for me, so I didn't get a chance, unfortunately, to watch it. But uh, I will this weekend. I've, I've earmarked it. I I I, I got to watch another Will Ospreay. I mean, I have to end this year out watching yet another incredible Will Ospreay performance. That's probably going to make my. I really want to do it this year. I can't because of the Briscoes and FTR, but I really want to make my entire. You know, wrestling, voice of wrestling match of the year, top 10 Will Ospreay matches. And I probably could, but you got to put those briscoes, you know, some of those briscoes FTRs yeah, have yeah, to be in there for sure. So, and and I, there's a few other matches that I want to, but I really want to. I really wish I could. Uh, but yeah, I may as well watch Will and, 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 and Ishii and let him finish his year off with another fucking tremendous performance. So, yeah. So, um, the FSM Voices of Wrestling 50 will be out soon. I have been told by a member of the secret panel. Mm through a secret email address Interesting. that the list is almost complete. Why well, so I, I, I get the list when it's finally completed. So I will, I will have to see what it looks like when it gets completed. That's and, right. And post that's it. right. Yeah. I may have had a sneak peek at the list. Oh, wow. page. So I've seen it. And uh, when it comes out, we will break it down and we will bury the panel because I have to take issue with the panel this year. I'm not going to give anything away. I got I some disagreements I, yeah, with the panel. I've, I've heard. I, I don't know. I've heard what your issues yeah. with the panel are. Yes. So we'll talk about that. Um, the cage match inmates, I guess 16 people who were uh, who were at the uh, – well, actually, no. It's on the streaming. It's up on, on the on-demand now. So I guess they didn't have to be live at your call. Um, 9.24 okay. so far. So obviously another great for both of those guys, really. Um, so – that was the Red Pro Show. I didn't have a chance to watch either. I will definitely watch it this week. I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to watch it today, but um, now nah, I got caught up with the turkey and everything else. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, so uh, I will watch it though. That uh, Zach Saber Jr. worked the show. I, I saw. I heard that. Yeah, even... it looks like it looks like a fun show. I mean, I Rev Pro York call shows. I try to not miss any of them. They're all they're all worth something. They're all worth at least checking out. You know, week to week, and 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 some of the spot shows of Rev Pro. You know, we, we got you know, during the pandemic times, we were just only you know. Red Pro was like our favorite thing that we were watching for for a while there, and then I yeah. kind of kept that up even like in the lab. But then I've had to say like, all right, maybe I don't need to watch all these things like these, you know, yeah, in yeah, between yeah. spot shows. I don't have to, but all the York Hall shows you got to absolutely watch for sure. They run more shows than you think, right? Like, and that's what, and then yeah. there was a while there where I was like, all right, I'm watching everything from these guys, and I was like, okay, I don't have to watch everything. <laughs> that's that's not always the best idea. Yeah, Saber took on that Leon Slater. He's a good looking. I prospect. like. I like. I've always liked Slater. I think I, I did a segment on the show a couple times, uh, maybe a year or so ago, where I said I really, really like Slater. So, and they had Oku versus Connor Mills because they did this, the breakup angle last time with Mills going heel on him, and then obviously the title match and Osprey Ishii. That was the top four. So, um, Brendan White and Danny Jones against Sun Sunshine Machine. I can't pronounce Sun sunshine machine sun i have to i can't say it fast sunshine machine it just sounds weird there's too much sh- sh- too much sh- going sh- on there. in there yeah, sunshine sure. machine it doesn't especially on a microphone on a podcast it sounds like shit right because those are the kind of sounds that get like sunshine machine i don't know um then some undercard stuff so 
Um, you never believe this, but Robbie X was in the opener, Rich. Never <laughs> Always. That's like three, three or four years running for every, him. Good for him. Every, every fucking show. Um, that's the news of the week. I mean, that's you it. Didn't want to, you don't want to do Cena. So I think, yes, we did do Cena, actually. He showed up. He moved some tickets. He's yeah, wrestling I mean, on fucking say? It's fucking John Cena. Yeah, I don't know. And now, you know, we'll see if he does WrestleMania. We'll see if Stone Cold does WrestleMania. We'll see if The Rock does WrestleMania. I don't know. We got an ad read or something. I got to take a piss. We do. You want to take a piss? I'm out of here. <clears throat> All right. You take that piss. And I will tell you that this episode of the Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our very, very good friends at HelloFresh, where you can get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and best of all, affordable. That is why they are America's number one meal kit. And it's the most festive time of the year, and HelloFresh is here to make the most of every single moment. From holiday hosting to dinners during busy weeknights, you can count on HelloFresh to deliver fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes. Uh, Tis the season for saving money whenever we can, and HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. So you can use those savings for holiday gifts or treat yourself to something nice this holiday season as well. HelloFresh can also help you eat better amid all the holiday temptations, and I definitely, definitely know about those. Their meals are 20% fewer calories than takeout, which is great, uh, so you can still have full flavor just without the guilt, and then, hey, you know what? You can eat a cookie or two uh, afterwards and, and, and be neutral and be right there, and that is perfect for me because... God damn, I'm eating a lot of cookies right now. But anyway, I'm short on time as well. And HelloFresh's quick and easy options like the 20-minute meals and easy cleanup dishes. They're big on flavor and easy on effort. They're time-saving solutions that mean more time with your friends and family around the holidays. And HelloFresh's Festive Eats makes mealtime a snap. Uh, you can choose from holiday-inspired dinner recipes, seasonal add-ons, or even three-course offerings, all designed to make holiday meals extra yummy and easier than ever. Uh, quality is HelloFresh's top priority. Ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know they're fresh. And I can attest to that as well. The stuff that I get from HelloFresh, even if I don't cook it that week or I cook it like a week after or whatever, the stuff is always still fresh. The, the vegetables are always still good. Everything is perfectly fine uh, even after a couple days. And you can feel that definitely this is coming from pretty close to my home, a farm, not coming off of a truck or whatever, sitting in a, in, in a, in a freezer for two weeks or whatever. Definitely not doing that. <clears throat> Best thing, though, with HelloFresh, uh, and I've recently discovered that this week, uh, if you're traveling over the holidays or you just want to skip a week or whatever, you can do that. HelloFresh has plans that work with your schedule. You can change your preferences, delivery day, and address in just a few clicks. This is a week where, obviously, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to be eating at other people's houses, doing other things. I don't need HelloFresh this week, so I skipped it this week. Don't need it, but I can pick it back up exactly when I want, back in the first week of January when I'm ready to go again. You could do that uh, just in a few clicks. So anyway, you want to go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW18. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW18. You're going to get 18 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW18. And use that promo code VOW18 to get 18 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. It's Hanukkah, Rich. Maybe it is. The start of Hanukkah. It is. No, wait. It just started Sunday. Uh, I think it's been a few days. Yeah, you should be. Uh, how many? How many candles should you be in by now? Five. It started Sunday. Okay. We. So we didn't miss it last week. It was this week. Oh, because you're making sure that we don't miss any of the, the the holidays. Yeah. No, we always do Hanukkah. Yeah, Three Kings. We we do. Tony Khan. He We're had a Three middle. Kings. He had a AEW had a Three Kings thing this week, right? What? 
Three Kings Day? No, Rampage. Rampage has a Three Kings Christmas Casino Trios thing. You know, you didn't see that? Yeah. I review these shows, Rich, of course. <laughs> I, have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. This Friday on Dynamite, uh, there's right. a massive trios battle royal will take place. Uh, all the all the major trios of the company or whatever. It is called the $300,000 Three Kings Christmas Casino Trios Royale. It's called Three Kings? Yes, he called it the $300,000 Three Kings Christmas Casino Trios Royale. Why is it called Three Kings? I, he's oh, three he's Kings a flagship Day? listener. And he knows. He knows the, the bit. I think that was to pop yeah, us and us specifically. I don't think that's the tie-in. I don't think it has anything Why to do with the Why would he call it Three Kings if it's not? No, what? He's just randomly going to call things Three Kings around the holiday season? We must be missing something. Maybe he's referring to the wise men and not Paul Heyman. The the guys <laughs> that went to the manger with the gimmicks. The one guy had Well, they're called the wise men. They're not called the Three Kings. They're not kings. The Three Wise Men. I guess they are called right? kings. Aren't they, aren't they technically referred to as the yeah. kings? In, in, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, the one guy had frankincense. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> you know what frankincense is. I have myrrh. no idea what frankincense is. There's myrrh. You got always... yeah, the other guy had myrrh. And what the other guy had? Uh, gold, I don't know right? Wasn't of... it? It was gold, frankincense, okay. and myrrh, right? Gold, I get. I don't know what the fuck those other two things <laughs> you are. You know what myrrh I... is? Yeah, I don't know. Myrrh? No, I don't know what myrrh is. What the <laughs> fuck is myrrh? <laughs> gold, that frankincense, always... and myrrh. That's one of those things like when Here you go. talk about... Here you, you go. Sitting around. Hey, congratulations on the baby. Here's some myrrh. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, what the hell do I do with this? <laughs> right. Like when people are sitting around talking about the wise men and the fucking story of the, of the Christ or whatever, and they bring up the myrrh and the frankincense. It's one of those things where you just pretend you know what they are. because You don't want to sound dumb. <laughs> right, right. But I don't know what myrrh is. Myrrh. You know what myrrh is to me? It's a it's a sound I make when I'm mocking like what something else someone's saying. Like I'll be like myrrh, you know, like like that's what the, I don't know what like what the actual thing of myrrh is. I don't know what that is. The fuck is myrrh? Frankincense? Let me let me look this up. <laughs> I don't think it's. I'm looking it up now and I'm not getting any more knowledge of what frankincense actually is. So um, we still don't know what it is. No, I'm looking at it right now and I still don't know. Frankincense <laughs> is a hardened gum-like material resin that comes from the trunk. Of the Boswilla tree. Oh. People, people use its oil on the skin and in aromatherapy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A bad Rich. gift, by the way. This is a terrible gift. You've got one crack at giving the Lord a gift. <laughs> right. And you, and you bring and frankincense. The of Jesus Christ and you give myrrh. <laughs> and you, yeah. And you bring tree bark. What are we doing here? And gold, That's but they give them the gold. Gift. They're like, so the one guy's like, here's gold. And the other guy's like, oh shit, we're giving gifts. Uh, uh, <laughs> here's yeah. my frankincense. Here you go. Like, that's what happened, right? The one king showed up and was like, ah, the yeah. Lord and Savior, here's gold. And the other guys are like, oh fuck, I don't know, we're giving gifts. Shit. The uh, other guys did the the other guys did the equivalent of stopping at Walgreens before right. they, they got to the house and stuffing something in a bag. Yeah. yeah, like a picture frame or something, right? <laughs> We've all been there. Like, we've all been there. Absolutely. You find out someone unexpected is going to be at the gathering, and you're like, oh, fuck, I better get, I better get Aunt, Aunt Linda something. So you stop at fucking Rite Aid and you, and you get her a picture frame or, (laughs) or some cheap, like Calvin Klein cologne, like a, a, a perfume or something, you know? And that's what the frankincense was, I think. I think you're right. I think the one the one guy had gold and the other guy's like, oh, fuck. And he stopped at this Boswell tree and ripped off a bark and said, I've got frankincense. 
and it's just an awful gift. Like you have one shot at bringing the Lord a gift on the day of his birth. And that's you. And Mur, let's look this up. Is it M U R? The Mur? <laughs> no, no. It's like there's like six Y's in it. No, there's a lot of Y's. It's like M Y Y Y Y Y. Uh, M. Uh, sorry, there's two. Oh, R's. I got it. I got it. Mur, <laughs> there's Mur, only one Y. Mur. There's two right. R's. Sorry. Okay, ready? Yeah. Mur is a sap-like substance resin that. Co- What's with the resin? A lot in these of resin. A lot of resin. You guys out here. love the resin. What is this? That comes out of cuts of bark of the tree. <laughs> yeah, so those guys were just looking for trees the around them. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you got gold. What? We told you not to bring anything. Now <laughs> right. we're empty handed. And then they split up and each went to a tree <laughs> and just ripped off some bark and then went to this manger, right? And fucking, this guy's got gold. You know what it reminds me of? In 19, I think it was 1989. I, I, we came back from vacation from Niagara Falls, right? My family. And it also happened to be Joe Cavezza's birthday. Oh, party. yeah. You don't want to miss Joe Cavezza's birthday. Yeah. So I couldn't miss the party, but I obviously didn't have a gift. And my parents didn't have time to take me somewhere and get a gift. So I gave him like five or six loose baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. right? That's what here's I brought my, for the first Here's my Jose. Like my. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Concepcion card. Here you go. You can nah, have... They weren't even good. It was like Real Cormier or something. <laughs> yeah, right. right? So, so here's I, my I, Jose I to, Rio. Here's my Jose Rio. My Jesus Concepcion. My. Yeah, not even a chance. They weren't good. So I, I get to the party, and he's opening gifts, and it's my turn, and I have to hand them like the, the, it's so humiliating. <laughs> I have cards, to hand them like yeah. these five or six loose baseball cards, and his mother like I'm hoping that we just move on to the next gift. Just let's move on to the next gift. You know what I mean? Like let's just yeah, open the GI Joes. The next guy's got a GI Joe. Just open it. Let's move on. Now his mother comes over. Oh, what do you got there? What did Joe bring you? What do you have there? <sighs> like, in fr- oh my god! And she knew what she was doing, right? She was trolling you, right? I don't know. She seemed like she was always a, she's a nice lady. I just think she was just trying to make me feel good. What she didn't realize is she was making me feel more like shit because everyone else has these store bought, wonderful wrapped presents, and I've got myrrh. Basically, that's basically what happened. I've got frankincense. I ripped off some tree bark on the way over there. I've got a real Cormier 1989 <laughs> fucking Donruss is what I'm handing this right. guy. Okay. So even human, that's what this is. This frankincense and myrrh. Come on. What is this shit? You can't convince me. Look what this says. It says myrrh is used for problems in the stomach and intestines, congestion. He brought the it's Lord. It's a baby. Pep- <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> He brought the Lord Pepto Bismol for this fucking is basically what he bought brought him here, and many other conditions. But there is no good scientific evidence to support these oh, uses. God. It's not even it's not even legit. He brought him snake oil. You know they stopped at the snake oil salesman on the way to the sea because this other asshole had to bring gold. There's a caravan, yeah, a caravan rolled yeah. by, and they're like, ah, you know, whatever, there's, man. there's a guy that looks like Uncle Howdy selling <laughs> myrrh on the side of the road. And that's what it's like, ah, it's from the, the tree bark of the Baswani tree. It's great. Yeah, all right, whatever. They're like, look, man, it's 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 the first Christmas. We need a gift. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of time. Well, come hither. I've got myrrh and frankincense. <laughs> Uncle and, Howdy. <laughs> yeah. He tips the cap, you know, <laughs> he's like, this is has many problems. It solves for the stomach and intestines and congestion. Parasite infections are taken care of instantly with this mirth. Right. And then that's what they brought to the Lord. Myrrh and frankincense. Humiliating. Unbelievable. Embarrassing. But I would say 
that the uh, – oh, here's what's up with my mic. I keep forgetting to be in front yeah, of Yeah, I was about to – I didn't want to inter- – you want to roll? I didn't want to say, Joe, talk into the mic, but uh, there you go. Yeah, all right. You, you, I were, now rolling. Have you it, were rolling. Like, you were rolling. It's okay. I have it like Mr. Kennedy again. And I'm holding <laughs> it up to my face. So don't, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm back in the saddle here. Um, I got to get one of those gimmicks where I can move it around, like with, with on the fucking gimmick. An arm. Come out. Yeah, an arm. Yeah. 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 I need one of those. I, cause then I can move it all around and it followed me around. Anyway, um, I think that's why the match is called Three Kings. I think they're referring to the wise men, not the three kings day okay which is on the sixth so fuck i did that whole hot segment and no, i wasn't even in the mic uh, i mean it, it, i could we could hear you you were just it sounded like you were in the other side of the room but that's okay it's all right that's a good bit and now no one knows is never gonna hear it well they'll hear in the intro audio um, quality has never been our, our our strongest suit here on this uh this year podcast but hey you know what 11 years that hasn't stopped yet so what the hell were we even talking about before? Uh, we had nothing, man. I did the Hello Fresh read, and we are off to the races of whatever the hell we want to do for the rest of this show. So I had a, I had a little bit of a mini game we could play, but I think we should. I, I, I honestly am, am fine to let go of the game and just start answering some of these questions if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. Fuck the game. So anyway, I was gonna make you do uh, wrestler twenty questions like I did earlier in the year with uh, with. Joe Gagne and Andrew Rich, but you know what? We don't need time. We don't even have time for that. We got a lot of good questions here, so I'd rather do those. All right, you ready? Yeah, whatever you want to do, man. These were Let's asked. The These were asked at uh, flagship patreon.com, patreon.com uh, slash voices wrestling, voices wrestling.com slash patreon. If you're in the holiday spirit, we uh, have many, many ongoing things going on. We have uh, the Christmas with the captain. I'm going through all the, uh, or not all of, but I'm going through a selection of wrestling the- or Christmas-themed wrestlers, wrestling shows, uh, wrestling matches, all those sort of things. I just released a Santa Claus episode. Uh, I also did uh, the Impact uh, 2007 Christmas episode, which is fucking incredible. Just an incredible episode of Impact Wrestling. I love it so much. Uh, I also talked about the uh, Carrie Viner Rick Ric Flair match from 1982 on Christmas Day. I got a Nick Bockwinkle Kurt Hennig match I'm going to talk about that happened on Christmas Day, a lot of good stuff uh, coming up. Stone Cold Steve Austin stunning Santa Claus because he was mean to an Uso. That's a thing too. So we got uh, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up here uh, pretty quickly. A Christmas creature potentially? Are you are you still you mentioned wanting to write about Christmas creature? Do you still are you still going to do that or no? Has no, that been I let go? It. Okay, so I, I can do Christmas it. creature. I, okay. Yes, I did Jake Roberts versus Dick Slater for match of the week instead. You saw that. I did. I did. I wasn't sure if you were going to do a late Christmas creature one. You're going to do it on a Monday or whatever, but that, that would be. No, good. no, no. Yeah. No, no. Listen, I was going to do the Christmas creature, his debut, the squash match in Memphis. But then I checked your gimmick and you had mentioned that you're going to do Christmas creature as part of your series. So then I came to you and I was like, ah, I don't want to step on you here. And But you, I know you. Like, you're not going to say, yeah, don't do it. You know what I mean? That's not you're you're very averse to confrontation. So I had to read between the lines on your answer. Oh, I'm and sorry. Even, oh no, my answer was definitely you can take it because I didn't really care that much. But I I, I I apologize if I if my answer came away differently. So 
see like right now you're doing it again no like, i so don't st- care i don't even you, i didn't even take notes on that i i didn't know if you told me hey i'm gonna do you know bachwinkle and hennig i'd be like oh man i took notes on that i got all the show's ready to go i just have to sit down and record it i haven't done any notes of the christmas creatures so i was like yeah if you want it take it pal you got it well now now you're locked into god the damn it creature. now i gotta do the christmas creature okay that's fine that's fine that's fine well you promised the christmas creature in i your, did in your but then creature. i was gonna say ah, joe took it so it's out i gotta do something else now so Oh, you were trying to be real slick and pass off the Christmas creature. Wasn't that great? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot juicier. It's really not that juicy, but uh, that's all right. We can. No, he comes in, he debuts, he loses in the fucking Mid-South Coliseum, and you never see him. <laughs> right. Like, it's... it's not that fun. Yeah, I thought it would be more yeah. fun, but it's not really. Well, good luck getting 40 minutes out of that, sir. <laughs> the because creature, yeah. Now, now you're locked in, and, you're in, and now the people are going to want it. And not only that, because we just had this discussion – it, it's gonna. They're gonna have laser focus. Yeah, it's gotta be Christmas good now. It's gotta be real good. Yeah. But anyway, that that's going on. I will also sometime probably on Saturday uh, release an NBA intelligentsia previewing the NBA's Christmas Day slate, uh, the games that are happening, the, the the things to watch for. A bunch of guys are injured, so this slate's gonna be kind of crummy or crummier than it was gonna be originally. It's also gonna be a weird, uh, weird day too, with uh, the NFL's running on the same day too. So that's actually a question that somebody asked. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait a sec uh, to touch on that. But I will do that probably on Saturday uh, or early Sunday morning. You will get the uh, NBA lineup, uh, NBA intelligentsia, so you can get ready for the NBA. Uh, if you're going to be watching basketball all on uh, Christmas Day. But there are other options. There are other sporting options uh, this Christmas. So we got that. We got Christmas the Captain. We got the Christmas Day NBA slate. You had a great Lands Reviews 10 matches on the Patreon. Emptying the 2022 queue, all of the matches that you were waiting to watch this year, they're all done. And you did 10 reviews and detailed reviews, too. Not even just like, like if people haven't read these, if you're not a Patreon subscriber and you don't know what these are, these aren't you being like, all right, so then like this guy did this move and then that guy did that move and then that was it. Then it was a good match. You know, it's like detailed, detailed, detailed reviews. You want to talk a little bit about what you did in those uh, lands of reviews 10? Because you go in all sorts of different directions as well with these reviews. Yeah, I mean, I try to um, at least paint a picture of what's going on in the match and the given promotion. Cause it's a lot of offbeat stuff that we would never talk about here. You know, um, you know, we're never gonna, you know, like, like, you know, I, I reviewed a match from New Zealand from, from Aaron Hanare's promotion in this batch, um, you know, T-Hawk and the strong hearts going to Singapore, uh, you know, T-Hawk challenging for the, the uh, Southeast Asia title against Aiden Rex. I did, um, an inspire AD match with the best of the, the, the third match of the best of three series with great Scott versus ASF and got into the whole history of the great Scott and his history with the promotion going back a whole decade. So, you know, I try to weave a history and a tale and give people more than just like you're saying, just a cold, uh, you know, review of the moves and the execution and all that. And, and, and I also try to link all of the match reviews together with one common theme. And with this one, with the end of the year coming in new year's, it was uh, existential dread. And uh, yeah, the, the new year's gene. So yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal it, but there is yeah. a tremendous story. Uh, you might want to be in the good frame of mind. You might want to be happy uh, before you read. Cause there's new year's gene, which will either, uh, uh, either brighten up your day or or send you down the deepest of darkest depressions, but uh, I guess it depends where you're but at. Then at the it, time. But, but then, but then in a lot out, of the match reviews, out. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but then in a lot of the match reviews, it circles back to nostalgia and and you know and and time marching on and I don't know I, I I'm not trying to make these out like it's fucking you know Hemingway, but I I try to do more than just your standard match reviews on these things and um, people seem to like them so and and actually, you know I watched that fucking eight man tag that New Japan versus All Japan eight man tag from October. It was uh, Yuji Nagata and the Three Young Lions against Kento Miyahara, Takuya Nomura. Uh, Yuma Anzai, their hot prospect in all Japan, and and, and you know uh, Ru Inoue. Rich, I gotta tell you, I I'm so glad that I finally got around this match. You need to watch. Okay, it. is it great? Have, it like I wrote in the review. It was reminiscent of one of those Burning versus Kensuki office matches Shit, from like yeah, 2009. Okay. Then I definitely where you watch feel it. it where you feel. Look, that wasn't as good as those, but it was good. I went notebook on, but you're watching it and you you feel like all right, some of the guys in this match are going to make it big, and I am watching them on the ground floor. And the young Lions in the match, you could tell that they were really, they always work hard, and they always have great energy and fire, but they were on, a, on an all-Japan show against their all-Japan counterparts, and you they turned it up a notch. The intensity. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. They were, they were teaming with their senpai. You know, they're, they're teaming with Nagata. They're going against their counterparts from the other company. This Yuma Anzai is getting all this attention. Even the God is all over this guy's nuts. You know what I mean? And these young lions, it was it was Kosei Fujita, Rohei Oiwa, and uh, Nakashima, Yuto Nakashima. They were on another level, and they're always good. But you could tell they were out there with something to prove. And it got stiff, and it got nasty. And, it, and you know to bring the whole thing full circle, you know, with Kento Miyahara on the other side, he was part of those burning and Kensuke office matches as a young boy. And now he's in a very similar young match, except he's the veteran leader on one of the sides. So again, the whole theme of the reviews of the column as a whole is nostalgia and, you know, the, the marching and the inevitability of time. And, you know, um, it feels like yesterday that I was watching those matches you know, with Kensuke office and burning. And now here we are. Kento Miyahara is the grizzled veteran feuding with Yuji Nagata, leading his young guys against Nagata's young guys. And it had the same feel and it even had one of the same participants, you know, and it really was, if it would have had a slightly hotter finish, it would have been a low level match of the year contender as it was, it was still red hot. And the only drawback is, man, I wish it was a full mouth noise cork and they it would have blown the roof off you could tell that these fans wanted to explode for this yeah match. okay one of those it just has that feel and and you know uh fujita in particular and and anzai i mean anzai has i'll be honest he hasn't grabbed me he hasn't blown me away um i, I don't know if i see the can't miss potential that everybody else sees in him this one i kind of saw saw more of it and I think that the New Japan guys brought that out in him. But uh, anyway, that's one of the 10 reviews. I did Gary Javers, Jeremy Wyatt from St. Louis Anarchy. I've been waiting all year to review that. That was from June. You know, Jeremy Wyatt, I mean, he doesn't make tape a lot. But when he does, I, I make it a point. He's really good. Um, you know, I went back to Australia for a review. There's a commander three-way in there. Um, I, I even looked at some big Japan stuff. Um Yankee two Kenju versus astronauts. I mean, again, it felt like I was watching something from 2017 with that one. That was a great match. Aiden Rex versus T Hawk, the 10 man, um, uh, Vikingo versus Laredo kid versus Taurus. 
Uh, Brian Keith for Shane Taylor from the this year's Texas Indie Showcase. Oh, right. Then, I uh, forgot that happened. Yeah, yeah. I got to check that one out. Yeah. Too. So I took a look at that. And um, like I said, the tag match from New Zealand from Hanare's promotion. And I had a little background there because, you know, uh, Kevin Chiat gives me great information from that part of the world and keeps me plugged in. And then uh, the, the Inspire match with the great Scott versus ASF. And I mean, you'll learn a lot about the great Scott and his history and his origin and where he's come from since 2013. So like you're saying, these aren't just match reviews. You, know, you get a little background, get a little history with a lot of this stuff and, you know, the match reviews too. So anyway, that's uh, me putting over the column. There you go. That's on the $10 tier. And I'm done with 2022 now. So people send me stuff. This was the last of everything that, that has been sent to me. And and I'm turning the page. And that's a big theme of the column. That's it. 2022 is done. I'm moving to 2023. And then, you know, we'll go back to the old format where I do three or four at a time instead of 10. Because this took me a couple of days to write. And um, yeah, anyway, that's that's my newest stuff behind the paywall. Got that. Uh, also, the uh, Thursday Dynamite review just uh, got released as well. Another excellent Dynamite is the title there. So uh, your recap of uh, this week's Dynamite. All that available. FlagshipPatreon.com, Patreon.com, slash Voices of Wrestling, as well as now, what, four years of content that we've put back there. So a ton of stuff available to you. Uh, $5 tier or $10 tier. All right, let's open up this mailbag, this Santa's sack. You want to open up Santa's sack, Joe? I want nothing to do with Santa's sack, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Uh, did you hear our intro? I, I, I know you're doing the show, so I don't know if you heard it, but yeah, there was a... Uh, I listened to it. Yeah, rant yes. you did a couple years ago about Santa baby, and like, yeah, the idea of like Santa having sex is like really weird and, and strange, so... You know who, I tell you, TLB, the... um. You ever see those World Cup commercials with John Hamm as Santa? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they oh, would come on. Oh, she ready to jump down that throat? She's like, I'll sit on that lap and ask for some <laughs> yeah, things. Well, I get like, it. It's John Hamm. I mean, I get it. He has that way with, with women. But he's like, a, but he's Santa. I, like the beard. And, there's you got it's something you got to unpack. I don't know. You got to talk to her about it. I do constantly talk to her about it and try <laughs> right, to unpack right, it. Right, right. But all yeah, she I've ever tried. does. I've tried. <laughs> But all she ever does is make like a like these these uh, like sexual uh, uh, phrases, and then like she's like, oh, "I'll ask you, I'll whisper in his ear for oh, I know what weird. I want under now, my Is she tree. always a John like, Ham girl, or is this like the, just the yes. John Ham Santa? Okay, so it's no John Ham is very high on her list. It's, okay, yeah, it's, but you, you, know, you were just disturbed by how much into the Santa John Ham she was. She is so into John Ham as Santa, even more so than John Ham. On like Mad Men. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like that's like the that whole, is a, that's a little that is a little disturbing. She likes she's into like the hint of gray. Okay, that's not a hint. And that's, that's a lot of gray. That's the thing. It's like all out. Like the it's Santa Claus. He's like a million years old. Like literally. How old Santa? At least a couple thousand years old. <laughs> I don't right? know how old Santa is. Yeah, he's old. He's old. Fucking old. He's a couple thousand years old. Fucking Santa Saint Nick or whatever the fuck. You know, so very much into the ham. And um, that gets discussed a lot around here. You know, Rich, it's rumored he has a gigantic penis. Oh, yeah. His uh, his nickname is the Hamaconda. <laughs> and, John Ham or Santa? Obviously, well, both, John I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he he used to hate people talking about his enormous penis, but he's become more lighthearted about it as okay. the years have moved on. Um, that's he will annoying. Not, I wish he had a, you know what I mean? Like you're that dude. He's got a good voice. 
He's hot as fuck, and he's got a come on, dude. Why does he have the big dick? Right, like, like give him the small micro penis. People are like, ah, oh, whatever, dude. It's John Ham. Like I'll still no. Whatever, he has know. a fucking yeah. He of a, course, yeah, he's got a great voice, good look, great hair, and a gigantic schlong. Perfect, great, great, awesome, Love right? It. Because the rumor is on the set of Mad Men, because of the '60s clothes were tight fitting, they would just have to oh, let out the crotch. They they would have to let out the crotch of his pants because, it, it would be, <laughs> because it's, that's great. The the bulge was too obvious, so they had to, and and then he you know they dubbed him the Hamaconda. That's uh, that so, happened with. Uh, do you remember uh, former White Sox player? He, he bounced all over the place. Juan Uribe. Yeah, well, of course. Juan yeah, Uribe. Yeah, he's classic. got a very famous gigantic dick. Um, yeah. where so much so that he would keep, he anytime like he he kept getting hit by the ball and people were like, dude, you gotta wear a cup. Like, what? Do you, why are you? Because he would get hit by a line drive because he played like third base and shortstop or whatever, and he get hit by line drives all the time. And it was like you know the trainers were like, hey, Juan, you gotta wear a cup, man. And he just kept saying, they don't make them big enough for me, man. Like, I've tried. I, I can't. Yeah. And and there was also this story, too, that when a new player would would join the White Sox, what they would do as a rib is they would put him next to Juan Uribe's hotel room when they were on the road. And they said, like, a large percentage of them would, like, call the hotel and be like, there's some sort of domestic disturbance going on next to me. I don't know what's going on, but I hear a lot of screaming and yelling or whatever. And then the next morning, everybody would laugh, including Juan. He was like, oh, yeah, you think I was hurting her? No, she was liking it, baby. Because <laughs> oh, so he was he would, fucking him so hard and yeah. so good. that the, the gigantic penis. Right. These new these new players would be like, I don't know what's going on there. I'm just hearing a lot of screaming and banging. Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Like, they didn't know they were next to Juan Uribe. And then the next morning, everybody would be like, hey, how was your night? <laughs> like, With the implication being they couldn't handle his enormous tool. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've been there and it's uncomfortable for the ladies sometimes when you're just you know you, it's it, you're too big for yeah. i understand well, I, I understand yeah. that feel you know it's uh i don't but that's fine <laughs> Juan Uribe is a classic the fear guy like he gives you you he see he was on your team all those years as an opponent okay a classic baseball fear guy is not necessarily a great player like mike trout right because that's just what it is is like an average player or a guy who's not considered a great player who you still are terrified of when they come up against your team. Right. Michael Kadire was the um, Minnesota Twins guy. Like that guy, Jason Kubel and Michael Kadire, every time they got out to the plate, I was like, motherfucker, this guy's going to hit a double and this guy's going to hit a home run. And they every single time did. Jason Kubel hit like 200 homers against the White Sox. I'm positive of it. Yeah. And the reason Juan Uribe was of the fear guy is because he had the most violent swing oh, I've yeah. ever seen yeah, in yeah, baseball. Yeah. And you were just like, like, look, if he connects, you're fucked. You know, second and third, bottom of the eighth, one out, you're up by a run. You, I don't want him. I, I'd rather have Paul Konerko up because I he, Juan Uribe gives you the fear. And if he ever connects with that fucking swing, you're now down a run. So he's a classic the fear guy. And also apparently... An enormous penis. Yes, yeah, you can look it off. There, there's some. There's more legendary stories too. Some are a little more X-rated about the Juan Uribe's uh, legendary. Oh, well, we cock. can't go there because this show would never. <laughs> no, oh. this show. We, yeah, we don't. We don't do that sort of stuff on this 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 show. And and uh, we are going to get away from pro wrestling for a little bit here, Joe. It's something we always rarely do as well. But we are going to go starting off with Christmas related questions, and then I have Christmas and wrestling related questions. And if we have time. We'll do wrestling questions. So we'll start off with Parker Holland. This kind of works, given what you uh, just cooked today. He says, what is the Christmas dinner side dish that you think is the best? Which I think is interesting because not everybody makes, everybody makes the same Christmas dinner. Very different. Wildly different. 
depending on what nationality you are, what the traditions are. It could be ham. It could be turkey. It could be Italian food. It could be Chinese food. Like it's everything. So this is a very open-ended question. But but what's your go-to Christmas side dish? I guess. Uh, I don't. I don't really have one. I mean. I have never cooked a Christmas dinner because I have never hosted a Christmas meal. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't host. Uh, I am always going somewhere else. So, um, I, you know, I don't have any go-to that I prepare. So, well, I, I would say at least for this question, the pro- the the thing that I have with this question is like it, it 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 changes. It's not always the same thing at every single place or whatever. Like so some person's house you go to and it's ham or whatever. Some people make like Italian food. I like my aunt and uncle. They, they would just always make Italian food for us. So it's like I don't know, you know, pasta. <laughs> I don't know, garlic bread. It, it, you know, but it it it's not always the same thing every single different place. So that 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 is where um I I, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard answer to give. I don't know if I can give a good answer to a to Parker's question. Christmas but. Christmas dinner. Dinner is very similar to Thanksgiving dinner in a lot of ways. It's not a, unless you're having a ham, right? Some yeah, people go. Ham, with I'm trying ham. to think of what I would eat with a ham. Like if I was having a ham, what would the side be with a ham? I think just I don't know. I'm just trying to get you know to what desserts, I man. I'm just trying to get to desserts to be honest. You know what I don't like in a ham when people cook them with cloves. Like, oh uh, yeah, I don't like cloves in anything. Ugh, awful. Like if you don't know a clove is there and you bite into it and that it just overwhelms oh, no, that's your it. mouth. You're done. You're done. Yeah. I don't understand why people cook with cloves. They smell nasty. They taste nasty. No cloves in this house. No, I hate cloves. Yeah. I, uh, I eat a uh, hot pot a lot. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had hot pot or whatever, but they have some cloves in there. But if you ever get like a, you bite into it, the, whole, the rest of the day, you're just eating, you're just eating clove. You might as well just stop, put the fork down, put the chopsticks down, put the soup spoon down. You're done. You're just, you're tasting cloves the rest of the day. It just destroys your mouth. Hot pot sounds dirty. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, you might have to look it up. You might. It seems like something yeah. you would enjoy. Okay, give me that hot pot. You yeah. know, well. I'm gonna tear up that slop hole. You know, like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> hot pot, like honey pot. That's like you know, people say honey pot. This this shows getting off the rails, Rich. It Bring is. It I'm back. gonna get it back here. All right, uh, Danny Cuckler asks here, what kind of Christmas direc- decorations do you have or lights? That you have around your house. What is Joe Lanza on the a ladder getting those lights up? What is the, what do those outside decorations look like, Joe? No, absolutely <laughs> nothing not. Outside, nothing outside. Do that. Not Every even a year. light. Does a light go outside? Do you change the outside light to green or something or no? Nothing. Well, don't change it to red. That means you're a whorehouse. Is that true? Like, okay. Red, oh, yeah, shit. red light outside. Yeah, be careful with that. Is that why? Is that uh, why I have the pineapple outside? Is that a problem too? So I got the pineapple and the red light. That's... Well, the pineapple, yeah. Like, you, and you must know since you brought I, it up. Yeah, yeah. You and the nurse, huh? You and the <laughs> no, nurse. No. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm proud of you, Rich. Hell yeah. People do know that the pineapple is the uh, the international sign of we are we're swingers. So. That and if you have a giant rock in front of your house, that's the other one. Really? You know about that one? No, yeah. I don't know about that one. That seems that's uh, the pineapple is like. I can't control if I have a giant rock in front of my house. Like there might just no, no, be a no, rock but there. A, deli- a deliberate it oh, wasn't okay, there before okay, okay. painted giant rock. What's that town in Illinois where all the swingers? Naperville. Live? We've talked about this. Yes, it's I have right next to my town too. I'll tell you that. So I have people there that live across. So many pineapples in Naperville. Yeah, no, but seriously, I have people who live across the street from me, from Naperville. And they have a, they put a giant rock in front of their house. Oh wow! You ever try? You ever? You they're, know? Op- they're open for business. Wow. And let me tell you, let me tell you, 
the wife's the wife i would yeah i would and i asked tlb about how's, the the hubby, how's the hubby yeah is the hubby worth i it? asked her and she says she would okay all right christmas said, comes yeah, early let's do it let's go yeah. but we've never you know i mean because that's you don't want to be wrong <laughs> right and they're like well, what yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. especially because you live across the street from them yeah like that could get real awkward real quick and then yeah kids kinda... kids the same age that go to school together oh you yeah know? that could get real... you can't you can't go down that road. <laughs> get real icky so. you got look if you're getting crazy like that you know, banging somebody's wife or something next time over for sure right yeah if you're banging someone's wife while they're tied to a chair with a gag ball in their mouth you have to <laughs> not Good do it God. with people <laughs> across the street you know you can't you can't do that you know so you you, you gotta you know it's it, yeah it's just i don't know it's too close for comfort uh so no decorations outside no pineapples no red lights nothing no, I don't put the lights up every year. She TLB talks about hiring that service to come out to put the lights up. They charge like $300. They put them up and then come take them down. Um, but she never goes through with it because I won't do it. I'm not going to be up there with a fucking hammer putting lights up. But the inside of the house is extremely festive. Extremely festive. And that's all because yeah. it, you're not lifting a finger for any of that, right? There's two Christmas trees in this house, which I, I think well. is I ridiculous. Two. It's excessive. No need for it. Um, one upstairs, one downstairs. No, I got one in the front room, one in the back room. So, yeah, ridiculous. I mean, you're just as ridiculous as my wife. Yeah, there's no <laughs> need for it. Um, I have a lot of outside decorations. I got like one of those old school plastic Santas out there. I got lights all over the place. I got floodlights. It's it's it gets a little wild out here. I won't lie. Yeah, I, I'm not no. to the level where I can enter myself into like one of those neighborhood decorating competitions. But I'm getting I'm getting close. I'm learning every year, so we'll see. Mm. I don't know if I want to be that guy, though. You know what I mean? Because nobody likes on the, the rest of the people on the block hate that guy. Because like, yeah, you, you, you can add yourself to these neighborhood lists or whatever. And then, like, if you ever go to any of the houses, there's a bunch of just like random cars sitting outside and stuff. Nobody wants me to be that guy. Yeah. And, you know, there's a guy on my block who always overdoes it with the um, with the decorations. But not only that, he's a lawn guy and he has like the special like his lawn looks like the 18th at augusta like he has like <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like it's like this yeah. finely manicured lawn like it's ridiculous and it's like it just makes you stand out in a bad way not in a good way right you know it's what I too mean? much like, it's too much you're like you're an asshole like you're just an asshole you know so yeah i agree all right. Uh, Ed says, my family is doing a taco bar for our Christmas Eve dinner. I'm pretty psyched about it. How do you feel about going non-traditional in terms of holiday meals? Yeah, eat whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. don't don't overthink it. We, I hate the, like, actually, I don't have turkey. I have, like, just eat the fucking turkey. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eat the goddamn turkey. Eat the mashed potatoes. Eat your, you know, that. But, like, Christmas, who cares? Yeah, eat whatever the hell you want. I completely agree. Thanksgiving, be a fucking normal person and eat the turkey. Yeah, eat the goddamn okay. turkey. If you need to slather it in, in, in gravy, do that. If you need to integrate it with your sweet potatoes, do that. But just eat the fucking turkey, all right? Or just eat a, or just eat a plate of sides. But... Th- don't be the guy that's like, well, actually, I make quiche on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right, because, right. Like, I make you know duck. Who, duck is way better than turkey. All right, dude. Cool. Yeah, you're like the jag off with the fucking manicured <laughs> grass on my block. No one likes you. Just know that. But Christmas, you can eat whatever you want. Yeah, I don't it's think. Fair game. Christmas is fair. You game, don't have to sure. stick with the ham if you don't want. You know, make a fucking lasagna. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Taco bar. Eat your taco bar. Enjoy your taco bar. Taco so. bar. Great idea. Sounds like a fantastic idea. 
Uh, Matthew says, uh, Joe, what are you getting the kids for Christmas? If you want to uh, whisper. All right, so, uh, yeah. So the boy, he's been asking for a Tendo switch. Tendo. For, all right. Okay. Well, that's how I said Tendo switch. Yeah. You know, they don't pronounce things right. You know, it's a, it's a habit in this house. So um, <laughs> they learn from the best. Yeah. He's going to ask Santa for it on Christmas Eve because Santa always comes to the gathering that we have oh, okay. on Christmas Eve. And and they all sit on his lap and tell him what is they he want. Is he going to try to fuck him or what? <laughs> I hope not. Well, I hope not because it's her dad. Oh, who, God. Who's, oh my God. I apologize there. Who dons the costume. Okay. All right. Well, that got weird. All right. Hey, what's up? So and, Christmas, how's it going? And none of these dopey kids have figured it out yet somehow. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. My uncle used to do that. And me and my one cousin figured it out like right away. And then he didn't do it for a while because nobody, no, like none of my other cousins had kids. Like him and I, we were like seven and we looked and we're like, that's Frank. That's Frank, right? And then they're like, no, no, it's not. It's, we're like, where'd Uncle Frank go? And this guy looks like Uncle Frank. Like it's Uncle Frank. We know it's like, and then they just stopped doing it and that was fine. We all knew it. We were all got, but then like, so all my cousins had kids. Dude, they were until like they were 10 and we're like, how do you, where do you think Uncle Frank went? Like, how do you not notice who this is? Like, come yeah. on. It's, it's crazy too because. Her father's like he used he's an ex volleyball player, so he's like six three and okay. like has a and has a swimmer's body and it's oh, like Oh, he's not he's not a very Santa body. He's not even fat. Like oh. it makes and he doesn't try to be fat. He just puts on the outfit. Well, put it, put some effort into this thing. Come on. And he's got like this Texas drawl. And it's like <laughs> right. so these dopey this, kids can't figure it out. And these dopey kids still can't figure out that it's him. Like <laughs> I you know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, it's so obvious that this isn't a man from like Scandinavia who's who's had one too many cheesesteaks. This guy's fit, and, and you know, and he and he and he sounds like Matthew McConaughey. How do you not know that this isn't fucking Santa Claus? You know, so so anyway. he's gonna ask for a Tendo switch. I tell you, yeah, he's got to ask Santa for the Tendo the Tendo switch, which has already been you know it's already wrapped and taken care of. Um. I got to switch. Speaking of which, I got to go one of these days and he's got, he needs some fucking games. Yeah. Or things of, I got to go get him some games. I got to do that in the next day. You don't have a lot of time. Um, yeah. You got like literally tomorrow. So you better, you better get going. That's not the, the games aren't the hard part though. Like the switch itself. Right. You know, and you, you can also you can download all these games now too. It's not like the old days where, you know, yeah. my dad gave me like a PS2 and I didn't get a game. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, Sorry. I don't yeah. know what you wanted. So I didn't get you any games. I'm like, well, I can't get any games until tomorrow. So this is kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, your birthday's coming. So, you <laughs> right, know. Right. I was like, all right. <laughs> Not one yeah. game. You give me one game. Not nothing. Not even because they used to do packing games. Like back in art when we were growing up, you never got a Nintendo without a, it coming with a Mario. Sega came with a Genesis or, or with a yeah. Sonic or whatever. Sonic. Yeah. yeah, and then like somewhere along the line, they just stopped doing packing games, and now you're just like, oh, all right, well. Well, they still do it if you want to pay an extra hundred and fifty dollars for the you know the fucking uh, Far Cry edition of PS Five or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, right, right, right. But there's no like, yeah, it used to just come with the one game that then everybody would then have right because it come with it come with the super mario brothers slash duck hunt cartridge yeah right, right for sure yeah so uh no but that's as far as the girl goes i don't fucking know her mother's handling that um oh has it reached the point where like you don't really you can't like understand what she even wants so you're like ah whatever just let her do it she wants like makeup and stuff already oh, like yeah. it's you know she was um she has some boyfriend for like two days, but then she dumped him. That has begun. Oh, good. Yeah, hit the bricks, dude. Yeah, that guy's not good enough she's, for her. She's she's seven. It starts so early now. It's like she doesn't tell me. She tells her mother, and she says, "Don't tell daddy." 
you know, and then she was, uh, she, she, she liked some boy. She, she, they call it, uh, she said, I have a crush on Parker. And, uh, and then, and, you know, and Brittany's like, oh, well, it's good to have friends, you know, and you know, she handled it. And then, and then a day later, she's like, oh, I don't have a crush on Parker anymore. Yeah. He, Parker's I, I, a chump anyway. That guy and, sucks. And, and she's like, he tries to talk to me at recess and I don't talk to him. And we're like, well, you should probably be nice to him. <laughs> yeah, no he'll be to a like, total asshole to Parker. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, you know, he's fine. You could still be friends and everything, you know. And uh, last year it was uh, Kaysen, but he moved out of town because, you know, he knew what was good for him. So he's, he's not in the picture anymore. Kids named Kaysen. Yeah. Case. Oh, you should hear some. I can't names. have kids if these are the people they're going to have to grow up with. <laughs> they don't have any friends like named Ralph or John yeah, or Mary. Tony. Yeah, where's Tony? <laughs> no, like the boy has friends. One friend is named Remington. Ugh. And yeah, I, can't, I can't bring kids into this world. Are you kidding? They just they, they they all have these out, like offbeat shenanigan names. It's it's crazy. Like where's Tim? You know, where's where's Tim? Come on. There's no Tims. There's no one named Bill. Like there's no <laughs> Bill. It's <laughs> not you know. Um, I, I, I laugh, but I, I grew up with like multiple Bills. It's like you know what I mean. It wasn't that long ago that I grew up with Bills. So well, I went to school. Every girl was Marie or Lisa. I mean, I don't know. I it's it's different now. They they all got these fucking weird names um anyway that's what they're getting for christmas there it is all right uh dan says the nfl is going full bore on christmas day with a triple header this year and the expanded college football playoff could put games on the holiday in the future what should the nba do to maintain its sporting hold on christmas so i will ask you joe because i'm a guy who always watches the christmas day games no matter what in the nba but you are somebody who will check out the games on christmas day because it's christmas day and you watch nba but this year, you're probably not, right? You're watching football. You're watching NFL all day, right? Well, the Rams are playing on Christmas, so I'm definitely watching that. And there's three NFL games, and where we're going, the NFL is going to be on. Like, it's not even in dispute. These people are all big NFL fans. Like, last year, yeah, I would take the remote and put a fucking basketball game on, you know. But this year, it's going to be the NFL. So so what, um, what, what does the NBA have to do to maintain its hold on Christmas? Nothing, because the 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 only reason it's Christmas is falling on a weekend this year. When Christmas falls on a fucking Tuesday, the NFL is not going to run games. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Like the the NBA just has to fucking deal with this, like two out of every seven years. Right, right. And the NFL's usually stayed away from this day, but then this time they just decided, fuck it, let's do it. Because why not? Well, well, they had to because Christmas fell on. um, They're doing the regular. Okay, so Christmas fell on a Sunday. So they're doing the majority of their schedule on Christmas Eve on Saturday. And because Christmas is on a Sunday, they're going to run the three games because, but when Christmas goes back to falling on Tuesday through fucking when Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they might run a Monday night game, but they're not going to run against the NBA. Right, they're the not going to alter their schedule in, in, in radical Correct. fashion to, to, to go at yeah. the N- NBA. And it, even if college football's on, that's not going to take the way strong will hold it. So the NBA is just going to have to eat shit this year. Uh, and in right. some ways, they're going to probably do that anyway because of some key injuries like, you know, Steph Curry's out and some other guys are out. So they're just going to have to eat some shit on some of these games uh, and, and deal with it. It's a, it's a pretty good slate. I'll say it's a pretty fun slate of games. But but yeah, they're going to get steamrolled no ratings because the NFL is just a juggernaut that can't be, you know, beaten. So and just, the NBA just keeps the neat keep doing it every year and yeah. people will be born into it and grow up with it and it'll be their thing. And it doesn't and they'll just have to deal with the NFL once every seven years. Right. That's all. And the college football playoff, like that might be, but you're looking at like it's going to be early playoff games, right? At that point. 
I don't even know when when is the first college football playoff game. I don't even know. Well, I think he was saying in the future because they're going to add the extra teams or whatever. Oh, that might have to be. I don't know that. I don't know. But I don't think that they they would run on a Tuesday either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if they'll run Christmas. I really don't. Um, They might not. They might just want to run on Saturdays because it's the traditional. It's not always a good TV day. Like people kind of think it is and it it is for some things and it might be for college football and it it definitely will be for the NFL. But it's not really that good of a TV day. People aren't really engaged with the TV all that much. The NBA, even the NBA that like has, you know, legacy of doing it on days, they don't always get like mega, mega, mega ratings on those days either. Like it's not as good as you people might think it is It's just something the nba has always done to to you know they've done it since the as long as the nba has existed basically um more on that over and back podcast but i, I mean they're gonna do it because it's gonna do a better number than whatever else would be on it. right right so. exactly yeah it's better than a rerun of elf or whatever but yeah it's not you know it, it's not a juggernaut like people maybe might think it because you know Roz will be on christmas day sometimes and it's like awful you know i mean they, they do terrible ratings because it's just not something that you know, it's not a huge, huge, huge TV day the way some people might think it is. I mean, in my house on Christmas, I'd have the NBA games on as the background noise every year. Oh, and they, yeah, me too. And if you don't, then I'm going to go into another room. That it, It's not negotiable. It was negotiable when I was a kid, but now that I'm an adult, it's not negotiable. It's on. Right. And it's going to be on all day. And don't At your fucking remote. house now, Creech. Yeah, you pay that mortgage. Yeah, well, hell, you know, sometimes even if I go to other people's house, I'm just like, no, we're watching the fucking NBA because I'm here. <laughs> you want me to eat this deal, <laughs> this dinner, this taco bar that I'm watching the goddamn NBA all day. So, you know what? Just put it on. It's yeah. wall to wall. It's like exactly. five fucking games. Right, it's festive. It they have special music, so it's yeah. Well, yeah, Mariah Carey every uh, on every bumper, over and over. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, we're not, look, we're not watching a Christmas story. I'm not doing that. So we're watching this thing. All right. Right. Got here. Damn. Okay. Uh, Matthew says Mall Santa versus Mall Easter Bunny. That was his only question. So Mall Santa versus Mall Easter Bunny. Well, I guess it's up to your interpretation of 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 how you determine that question. The kids here won't do either one of them. I don't blame them. They don't like it. I don't want to stand in the line. Long line. And yeah, to we, them, we, took, we took our dogs to uh, the mall Santa not that long ago. And it, uh, my parents uh, showed up two hours took early. Your to get dogs in line. to the mall. Yeah, of course I did. You took the dogs yes, to the mall Santa. Of course. You're like the guy with the lawn now. What are you doing? <laughs> Gross. Am I the guy? I might be the guy. You know what I actually became uh, this year? I figured it out today. Um, I became guy with snowblower that has to do everyone's sidewalks guy. Because my neighbor used to do that for a while. Yeah. And he's gotten a little some, older. Hold and on. You did some snow blowing today? I did some snow blowing today. And How long did it take the snow to finish? Yeah, like 45 minutes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get out of here. Good God. Oh, God. Is that a comment? Do you do that a lot? Is that because you seem to have it ready to go? It's <laughs> I'm just an idiot. I okay. don't know. I, <laughs> it took me approximately 45 minutes to do it all, though. In case you're 45 minutes. Yeah. Stamina on this. Steve says thoughts you must on be a, you must be a real novice blowing <laughs> snow, right? Yeah. Jeez. Sore jaw over here. <laughs> Kathy Creech. You guys gonna be eating through a straw for a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is a Christmas show, everybody. Yes, it is. Classic yes. Christmas show. I've been bequeathed the uh, the guy that does everyone's sidewalks now. So um <laughs> sucks. Yeah. But someone in the chat called you the throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Steve says, thoughts on eggnog? I'll drink that shit. <laughs> I love it. I love eggnog, man. Eggnog rocks. Not a chance. Me and my buddy, uh, the other day, we were at a, a, a Christmas party. Our wives, uh, or his wife hosted a Christmas party, and I, I came over, obviously. And uh, we talked about this on text, and then we decided to do it like in the in the cloud of darkness so that nobody saw us uh we went to the grocery store and acquired as many different eggnogs as we possibly could and then we did taste tests to determine the best eggnog Ugh. do you want to know what the best you one know. is joe sure the what's the southern best eggnog? comfort the southern comfort eggnog and this is not is this is all al- non-alcoholic by the way we don't we don't throw anything in there so i was gonna say isn't eggnog just an excuse to get drunk for some, but not for I, and not for for my buddy. No, we, we drink we, it for pleasure. We, we drink it for pleasure, pleasure. Which which got like we were, somebody figured out that we were doing an eggnog taste test, and someone walked over and they was like, "All right, yeah, let me take some." And they like he said something. He's like, "There's no booze in this." And we're like, "Nah, we're doing non-alcoholic." He's just like, "What the fuck?" And he just left. So we're like, all right, good, get out of here. So we could go back to our taste testing and our our, our star ratings. But uh, yeah, the Southern Comfort eggnog is, is 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 the best. So the chat wish Rich was my neighbor. For the blowing purposes or for the snow blowing purposes? I would have to assume for the blowing purposes. Okay. I well, think. you know what? Yeah. Listen, I, don't be thirsty in the chat, okay? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sucking your chat. dick, guys, all right? No, no, none of that. This is a Christmas show. Yeah, come on. Have some decor be easy here. in the chat, please. <laughs> right. I just I just insinuated that TLB would be having sex with their father, uh, and right. now these people it's are trying. Awful. I mean, this is lewd. This is a very lewd show, and you need to get this back on track. So Terrible show. Um, I don't know if I know an answer to this next question. Ian says, "What is the best non-Christmas movie that takes place at Christmas time?" Oh, that's simple. No, he guesses what you are. So here you go, answer it. Goodfellas, the Lufthansa heist takes place on Christmas. Does right it really? Around. Okay, there it is. So he yeah. says, "I'm guessing Joe is a Trading Places kind of guy." I, I like Trading Places. That's okay. a good movie too. Yeah, Trading Places is good. You it know. says, Rich doesn't f- really watch movies, but has fond memories of catching The Ref on cable. I don't know what the hell that is. What's The Ref? Oh, The Ref is with uh, Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey, I think. I and don't remember that movie at all. I think. Why is he saying uh, that I have memories of that? Have I ever mentioned The Ref on the show ever? I don't think I've ever seen The Ref. I'm looking at it now. There's no way I've seen The Ref. That's the movie I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah, Dennis yeah, Leary, yeah, Kevin yeah. Spacey, yeah. And he ties him up in the basement. Yeah. And- but then the, the, he ties up the married couple in the basement, but then the married couple's fighting, and, and he, as the hostage taker, then becomes like their counselor, hence the name of the ref. Like okay, okay. That's the that's – the, the, they're, they're probably – I've probably I, – I, they're maybe conflating my uh, love of – what's the Billy Crystal NBA referee movie? Forgot oh, Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they're thinking that I of. <laughs> definitely thought was more of a basketball movie when I rented it and was not much of a basketball movie at all, so – where he plays a referee. Yes, and it's like the the basketball stuff is like two seconds. Like he's like he yells at Patrick Ewing, and then he's done, and then he just has it's like a rom com after that. It's not fun at all. Who who's the wife in the ref? I can't remember. It's gonna bother me. The wife in the ref. The ref, nineteen ninety four. Let's see. You just here. pulled it up, didn't you? I did, and then I just closed it. So it uh, was Judy Davis. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Judy Davis. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. She's starving for work these days, huh? <laughs> Judy I haven't seen Davis. her. I have no idea what Judy Davis is doing these days. <laughs> Low in snow or something. I don't know. <laughs> she, oh, um, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the answer is good, fella. Right after the heist, that famous scene where, you know, De Niro tells everybody, don't buy nothing. And the guy showed up, like, hey, look, he buys the pink. He buys the pink guy. Like, look, I love that car. It's a coupe. He's like, you take it back. You take it. The guy with the fur coat, he's like, you take it back. He takes the fur coat right off the guy's wife. He's like, you take it back. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, that's a famous <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right around Christmas. It's the Christmas party. That's after sure. the heist. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Of course. Of course. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the best non-Christmas well, movie. Well, it's, your, your, it's probably up on the list of your best movies ever. And yeah, It's, it's like, number one. What is do that, you mean? Is that, it's it's number one. Number one for sure. Let me tell you something. My brother comes over. We put on Goodfellas, and we could do the same thing with Casino, by the way. I was going to say, where's Casino rank? Is that two, or is that 1A, 1B type of thing? Uh, no, 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 no. Goodfellas is number one. But we can recite every line of both of those movies. We just sit there and say the lines before they say them on screen. <laughs> just, it's just, it, it, you know, we send each other random lines from those movies. Just, like, no one else would get it, like, if they read our text. Goodfellas is number one. It's the greatest movie of all time. Uh, Is that one of our questions? What's the greatest movie of all time? Uh, not, but uh, it's fine. Uh, well, Leonalista here. Leonalista here, which uh, it's not a great list. So Die Hard one and two. I don't really like Die Hard though. Move on. I don't want to get people upset at me, but you know that's always the. the, the hey, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm not doing that. It's that's so hack. I don't care about Die Hard. Moving on. Uh, Reindeer Games is a list of another one that uh, takes place on Christmas. Edward Catholic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That movie stinks. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Tim Burton movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't... There's a there's a whole I think I don't I think I cut that out of the intro, but there's like uh, in one of the clips that we have of, of, of Christmas, you're just ranting about Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just like Tim Burton. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's stupid. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I don't you. remember I don't remember that, but I'd probably do it again yeah, if you didn't it's tell insane. me. That. That's why I'm stopping you because it's already been done and, and I don't want yeah. to hear it again because I just heard it Terrible earlier today. I'm, I'm a Scorsese, I'm a Scorsese guy. Yeah. I don't like yeah, Tim Burton. Not my um lethal weapon trading places i guess batman returns is on this yeah, yeah none of these now i got a number nine is scrooged uh guys I hate to break That's it a to christmas you movie. i hate to what break the- it to you this listicle but scrooge is a christmas movie you can't count that couldn't be more you of a can't christmas count movie. scrooge as a non-christmas movie <laughs> it's scrooge it's how is that not a christmas movie uh, oh, this hey. might, oh, this might be my pick. I, is this? I, what do you think about that? Rocky Four. No, uh, it takes place no. around the holidays. I don't it, know if I can count it as a. a it does. Um, American Psycho also listed because the Christmas party. Yeah, where she has the pot belly pig. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, L.A. Takes- Confidential. I guess you know they they do. Kevin Spacey really cornered the market on a. Non-traditional Christmas movies here. I don't remember LA Confidential taking place around Christmas. I don't either. Yeah, this list is stupid. But I will be honest. I do often confuse LA Confidential with Black Dahlia. Very similar movies. Mm, Okay. Okay. Um, In the noir genre. Yeah. yeah. I I like a noir. I I love noirs. Yeah. I I, I like a noir. Yeah. Chinatown's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I can do noir. Yeah, I don't. I don't like a Tim Burton movie though. To that fancy. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Tim Burton can hit the fucking bricks. Wes Anderson can hit the bricks. All those dumb. Oh, Wes Anderson <laughs> is without question. Oh, it's Bill Murray in a small hat. All right, great, cool, awesome. Like, 
With their He's wearing dumb... a small yellow hat. It's so uh, funny. Oh, okay, great. With the dumb clothes that they all wear in those right. Wes Anderson ah, movies. he's got glasses on and they're big. Okay, all right, cool. They all wear, <laughs> they all have stupid haircuts <laughs> right. in those Wes Anderson movies too. Wes Anderson. Like, Wes Anderson movies take place now, but everybody looks like the, it's 1972 for some reason. I, I, I don't, uh, it's always that, he always has those ugly colors, like the mustard yellow. Yeah, uh, everywhere. that's exactly and, what I said. The yellow. Yeah. Bill, it's Bill Murray in a yellow mustard hat. And it's like, oh, look how funny it is. Yeah, it's, it's just so quirky. <laughs> it's so quirky. He's got a bowl cut. It. He's wearing a yellow hat. This is genius. It's like, oh, oh look at the cinematography. They're just standing there. Oh, and then the camera zips to the right real fast to the other character. <laughs> Hit the pricks. It's just quirky garbage i hate it give me a good give me a good noir where a guy takes a drag of a cig and goes what do you know <laughs> you know what do you know about the crime and some damsel you know taking a drag of her cigarette you know just give me a movie where people behave like real people <laughs> right right like wes anderson's like the wwe of fucking like the people don't act like that no one looks acts or dresses like that they're they're ridiculous the fucking what's the one with Bill? The one with Bill Murray. They're all, all of them. with Bill Murray. The one, they're, they're all they're all with Bill Murray and a Wilson brother. <laughs> right. And uh, it's usually Luke. Sometimes it's Owen. Jason Schwartzman. It's the, only, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the only work Jason Schwartzman can ever get is for Wes Anderson. Like no one else uses him. You know. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, my personal hell. I'm gonna die and go to hell. It's gonna. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be on a beach, number one, and it's gonna be I heart Huckabees on a loop on a fucking big screen TV, and I'm, and I'm gonna. That's gonna be my personal hell till the end of time, is watching I heart Huckabees on a beach. That's it. Fucking fucking Wes Anderson. Oh my god, he's atrocious, atrocious. That that dumb movie with the mouse, that animated movie with the mouse. How are you sitting through that? Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Stupid haircuts, dumb clothes. <laughs> the mouse one's so bad. <laughs> Fucking mouse. What, Mr. Stort or some shit? I don't whatever know. I, I, I don't know. Fucking goddamn Wes Anderson. <laughs> Fucking uh, Tim Burton's so much better Tim than Wes Anderson. So much better than Wes Anderson. Oh, my God. I'll watch. Like, Because Tim Burton's like not I, smelling his own farts for three hours. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Yeah. Like, I could watch Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? Like Tim Burton, they're not all losers. Like some of them are good. Like some of them are all right. Like Wes Anderson has never made a movie that wasn't fucking atrocious. Like they're always awful, unwatchable. Your stupid pleated pants with the <laughs> wide fucking bottoms and the dumb, like everyone's dressed like he, like he raided a fucking uh, donation box. You know, uh, like, you, like, I, I, the note of chatters let us know you're thinking of the fantastic Mr. Fox, not. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Not a mouse. It's so bad. Fox, mouse, they're all the same. <laughs> Fucking cares. Everyone knew what I meant. Dumb movies. God, Wes Anderson. Yeah. God, he fucking sucks. I'm so glad you agree with me, too. Like, I might not be able to do a show with you if you thought that Wes no, Anderson no, makes no. great yeah, movies. Like, stinks, if you're like. Stinks. Ah, I love Wes Anderson films. They're so, uh, you know. We're also being no. told that uh, I Heart Huckabees is not Wes Anderson. It's somebody named David O. Russell. So. Uh, may as well be because it's the same shit. Oh, he sucks too. David O. Russell? That's, then that makes sense because he's terrible too. It has all the same actors though. Like I'm pretty – Schwartzman's in that, right? Oh, yeah. He definitely is in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fucking dumb movie. Probably Lily Tomlin or something too, right? <laughs> 
fucking Angelica Houston does all those Schwartz does all those uh, uh fucking uh Wes Anderson movies. She's always standing there with that stoic face. Da- he loves Danny Glover too. Like this guy, he ne- can you can you can you book someone else for? Yeah, these we movies? got Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzman <laughs> every single time. Fucking shit. Oh God! All right, let's let's go to wrestling and Christmas themed things. Uh, Gerard, host of the uh, Emerald Flow Show here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, asks: uh, Which city in North America do you think would be best for a revival of the Christmas Day wrestling show tradition? I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I just think yeah, people are different. I think people are too one. different these days. It, it's just it's too much to do now. Yeah, and people used to be bored. Because you get tired of your family on these holidays, Thanksgiving too. But now we have we can figure out shit to do. Like it's not 1978 anymore, right? You got you're, you're sick of playing the game of life with your aunts, so then you go to the wrestling show, right? Which is what, yeah, you, that's what you did in the fucking 70s. You, you know? opened up your two gifts, and they were socks and a, a sweater, and then you played the game of life or whatever for an hour, and then you're like, all right, now what the fuck are we gonna do the rest of the day? Yeah, that that handheld football game where it was just dots on the remember that one? <laughs> yeah. The fucking Mattel football or whatever it was. Um Tiger Electronics football, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Tiger Electronics. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, all right, well, this game I, fucking sucks. All right. Like all your gifts sucked. I got that like six years in a row, I think. The, the, the Tiger <laughs> Electronics football. And all the variations. It had every sport, you know. But they were all the same. It was just dots on the screen. <laughs> the... Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. You don't know what the hell's going on. It's no good. Yeah. So, so then, uh, yeah, you did yeah, I, I don't think like I just don't think it's ever gonna come back. I, I just don't the idea of like I, I, I talked about it on the on the Christmas with the Captain show. Like the idea of you eating your dinner, putting your fork down and being like slapping your hands together and be like, all right, who wants to go to the uh, Mid-South Coliseum for some wrestling? Like, it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's never just the idea of, of at three o'clock being like, all right, pack it in. We're going to the, the wrestling show. Like, it's it, it's impossible. You're not going to do it. No, now now you go to Wes Anderson movies after dinner. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's I mean with streaming with with phones with I mean there's just so much more to do and, and so I I don't know so I don't know that any city could really handle the revival. I mean you'd have to I don't know. I, I mean they do. I know WWE's done like Christmas Day shows for SmackDowns and Raws and stuff, and but I've never gone because it's like I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I can't leave my family party to go to wrestling. <laughs> like it, it's, I yeah, it seems like it's something that can't come back. It's yeah. not. It's done. The, the, and and like I, I talked to a guy at work who who grew up in Houston, and he would say like every year he'd unwrap a gift from his uncle, whatever I forget what his name was, and he knew it was wrestling tickets. He unwrapped it, it was wrestling tickets, and then him and his uncle would go leave the party and go watch wrestling. And that's cool as fuck. But like, there's no way that like if I gave that as a gift to somebody, I'd get in trouble. If I gave one of my little cousins tickets to go to Raw and I was like, all right, we're leaving. See ya. <laughs> like that would go poorly. It would go terribly. Nobody would want that. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you're going to leave to go to fucking the Allstate Arena to go watch Raw? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, no, I, I wouldn't do that. And, and nobody would. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's over. I think it's done, unfortunately. So like theories. Take it on Seth Rollins. Of course. I'm <laughs> right. We got to be there. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe if they book something good, but I it, it's not worth the risk. Like I I wouldn't like if AEW was like fuck it, we're making a major pay per view on Christmas Day. Like I I wouldn't do it. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. Um. So this I, we have answered this one before. 
So I don't know if we necessarily need to do it again. I did mention it. You know what? I apologize to Steve. We did mention it in the intro. He said what wrestling-related gifts he received in the past. We, we touched on it. I played like almost the entire clip from both of us in the intro. Yeah, where, we've done that one. Yeah. 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 So, so we're, we're going to move on that one. So, um, Bill, Do you even listen to the show? <laughs> that, 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 one was, that one was many, many years ago that we did that Do one. Do you so. even listen to the show? Do you even flagship? <laughs> Uh, Real asks here, given rumors of Vince's desire to return to his role in WWE, how do you think the conversation goes during Christmas dinner with Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie? Extra credit, is Shane even invited? I, I'll i start with this. Do they, they don't sit down for a Christmas dinner, right? Do you think, Vin, think, when's the last time Vince sat down, picked up a fork and a knife, and ate Christmas dinner? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He is Irish. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that, does yeah, that mean. Okay. Go on. Yeah. But it's a Catholic holiday, is what I'm getting at. So it, it's a Christian holiday, but yeah, sure. Okay. He's Mac Man, you know? Um, I don't is he, I don't know if he's a man of God, really. I'm not sure that that affects him that much. He beat God. Son named Who'd God Shane ever win? Who'd God ever beat? He fucking beat God. He's, he's better than that. So I forget if he um, won that match or not, or if God won. But Do you think the Shane thing is more of a meme? I don't think he hates Shane. I think Shane just wants to do his own shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how many hugs he gives out to Shane, but I pushes him in the pool, but he pushes everyone in the pool. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So <laughs> it's the height of comedy to this man. <laughs> um, God damn. Let me tell you something. What a fucking asshole. God pushing damn. people in the pool the is worst. fucking cruel. It's the worst. <laughs> now he's wet. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's wet. And he's laughing, and no one else, and no one else is laughing. You know, <laughs> it's just like, all right, cool. Like, like the guy who grabs his wife and throws her in the pool, like, <laughs> yeah, like fuck you, dude. Come on, that's a cruel thing to do. Like, you can't pushing people in a pool unless they're already have been in the pool. Then it's funny, or it's fun. But pushing people in a pool or throwing them in a pool like fully clothed, they got jewelry on. You're gonna destroy their watch. Their cell phone's going to be fucking like maybe they have their wallet in their pocket. It's a terrible thing to <laughs> yeah, do to somebody. It's so bad. It's awful. <laughs> Whatever they're wearing is going to be destroyed because it's in the chlorine. Their shoes. Then they're going to be wet all day. It's an awful thing to do to somebody is push them in a pool. That is the height of comedy. <laughs> he loves it. The only the only thing that's close to that is when uh, I think they were. It was one of the trips. They, one of the tribute to the troops. I don't know if they went to Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. But uh, Big Show got on the plane and he had his like air mattress because he's a giant man and he knew that he couldn't if he needed to sleep. He had to bring his own air mattress. So of course, fucking Vince McMahon takes a knife to his air mattress and deflates it. <laughs> This guy's getting on a plane to go to a war zone for you. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck you. God. Ah, what a rib. I got him. You know what I mean? I got him with a rib. Hey, guys. <laughs> I sliced his air mattress. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I got on a plane for a multiple hour flight. A, 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 a full day on an airplane to go to a fucking war zone. <laughs> so you could have something to air on Christmas Day. Get your jollies on and then fucking. <laughs> now, now you're wet. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the end result of that is just you're wet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we have anything. Oh God, how many for time do we have? Ten minutes. All right, we gotta keep going. Then I guess. Um. All right. <clears throat> Bill says, if you can invite one Christmas-themed wrestler to your family party, who would you choose to introduce to you and your family? It's got to be a Christmas-themed wrestler. Yeah, I guess. Let's, let's take out the Christmas. Let's just say you have to invite one wrestler to your family Christmas party. Because there's not that many Christmas-themed right? It's Santa Claus or Christmas Creature. And I don't know. Do I want Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs or do I want a deceased Falls Mahoney showing up? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not really not, – not great options, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> John Reckner. Uh, yeah, he's tough get these days. So. Um, I don't, I don't, question. <laughs> I don't know what wrestler I would invite to my family. I don't none. I don't want any wrestlers anywhere near my family. Yeah. Wrestlers <laughs> are ridiculous people and I don't yeah. want them anywhere yeah. near anybody. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's the best answer. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You should never want any wrestler anywhere near you at all. So No, no. Uh, all right. Do you want to get in some wrestling-themed questions here, or uh, is it even? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> that one's yeah, not going to work. Uh, Chris says here, hi. So I've basically fallen out of love with wrestling, and the only wrestling content I consume is from Voices of Wrestling. In an attempt to reignite my passion for pro wrestling, what should I start watching in 2023? Kind of all well, stinks. Well, so I don't know what to tell you. It mostly stinks. My honest answer is I don't think wrestling is very good right now. Um, WWE is the same old shit. It isn't any good. If you didn't like it before, you're not going to like it now. Okay. That's the realistic answer. Um, I like AEW. I don't think it's great, but I think it's good and I like it and I look forward to it. It's the only wrestling at this point I look forward to, which is yeah. sad in a lot of ways, but that's I, where I we're look, at. I, I, I look forward. I'm excited about Diamond Dynamite on Wednesdays, and I look forward to the pay per views. Rampage. Sometimes I'm I look forward to it. Sometimes it sits on the DVR till Sunday night. You know what I mean? Um. And outside of AEW, I think the American Indies on a on a wider lens fucking stink. That doesn't mean that they all stink. That doesn't mean that there's stuff that I don't enjoy when I parachute in, but this is more of a topic for another show. I'm not going to expand on it, but there's a, so much about the American Indies that are a turnoff to me that I just, I think the American Indies are the worst that they've ever been since the indie boom of like 2002. We are at the absolute low point of American Indies. It's, it's all self-congratulatory bullshit is what the Indies are right now. I hate it. Um, and I don't think we've ever had less overall talent. And people are going to read that as me saying there's no talent because that's what people do. But I'm just saying overall as a whole, there's never been this little talent on the American Indies and, and less true top-level talent that I want to watch wrestle than there is right now. Um, MLW, TNA, NWA, I, none of them are any good. Um, MLW's current season is okay. The NWA is terrible. 
impact i mean i'll drop in when people when i hear buzz for something it's but like literal I, zero buzz at this time like it, you look at some of those ratings and you're like i don't even know why this company i mean i'll watch josh alexander when he has a hype oh match yeah yeah and, yeah no the work has like, been good and that's the thing that's frustrating with impact this year is the work has been pretty good but it's just like you cannot possibly care about i mean in, if i can't invest in it if you've cared for this whole time then you still care but if you've ever stopped caring there's it's impossible to re-care again about impact new japan is okay right now um I watch their big shows and usually like them. It's just hard without the cheering crowds. And they obviously have, they're in a little rough period here and they need to get a new era going. The rest of Japan, in all honesty, is the worst it's ever been since I've been following Japanese pro wrestling. I don't think it's any good across the board. Um, Even a few years ago, I just wrote something in my latest reviews. I at least had an interest in following five, six, seven Japanese promotions. Now there's one, New Japan. I personally do not, can't get into Dragon Gate right now. I know some people can. Um, so I'll set that one aside. The other stuff, it just isn't very good. Noah has the problems we've outlined, even though I like the in-ring style. All Japan is boring as hell, but maybe that'll get better now that they're changing things up. And the rest of the scene is just junk. Oh, and it's it's and it's not even just junk. It's like sad too. You know what I mean? It it's is. Like, Rich, you remember not that long ago, pre-pandemic, we would watch all the big shows from from Big Japan, from mm-hmm. DDT, from for all these promotions. Zero one, we'd watch all the big shows and all the big title matches and talk about them and enjoy them. Maybe we weren't there for every house show. Now I don't have any desire for these other promotions. I think Japan is the worst it's been since I have been following Japanese pro wrestling, and it doesn't help that new Japan isn't exactly on fire right now. Um, I think AAA is mostly junk and trashy. Um, CMLL really to me was on an upswing in the summer. So maybe there's a little, maybe there's a little something there, but you can't really trust their booking to follow through with things. You have to keep them at arm's length. So I don't know, man, I'm not. Yeah. Australia was good for a while. Now that's kind of, fell apart obviously the british scene outside of rev pro is an absolute dumpster fire absolute dumpster yeah junk so it's like yeah (laughs) get into it the the pandemic um you know really hurt things and i i don't think wrestling was great in 2022 i mean you try to imagine pro wrestling in the current day with with in a world where AEW didn't exist yeah be absolutely brutal I would have so much trouble doing this show. You know what I mean? At least until cheering comes back in Japan, because I think that's going to help things a lot. So my answer to that question is, sorry, I don't have anything. For yeah, you. sorry. Uh, keep sticking with us. We'll let you know when it's good again. Yeah. All right. We definitely have to get to this one. I forgot about this question. I wanted to get there right away. So Alan Cunahan, the great Alan, Alan 4L. We are going to be a uh, guest on uh, Alan's uh, uh, PW Torch show, Pro Us Paradise. Uh, probably coming out uh, this week, right? Doesn't it come out usually the day before Christmas, Christmas week, or yeah. Christmas Day? Yeah. Uh, our draft, our annual draft episode, the Joe Gagne Christmas draft. Look for that. PW Torch, uh, Perus Paradise. Uh, Alan says, Shingo Takagi just showed up at Dragon Gate and declared himself, quote, 40 years old, single, and just started as a YouTuber, so he has no plans for Christmas Day. With that in mind, he's going to reunite a tag team with BB Hulk and work Final Gate on Christmas Day. My question is, if you guys were 40-year-old single YouTubers, what would you like to do with your Christmas this year? Well, it's probably exactly what you're going to do now, right? I wasn't single when I was 40 but I was single as I was approaching 40 and 
I just sat home and watched basketball. That's like during those days where I lived in Texas and I had no family here. And before I met Brittany and all that, those Christmases, I didn't even put up a fucking tree. I just sat here and watched basketball. That's probably real depressing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even have a funny answer. <laughs> no, That's I thought probably I, what I'd be doing. I initially had a funny answer, and then I was just like, nah, I mean, like, honestly, it's probably not much different than what I'm doing now. Like, you know, go to, if I was single, I'd probably go to my parents' house and just, you know, watch, watch basketball, or I'd go sit at home and watch basketball. I, I would definitely, like you're saying, I wouldn't have a tree or anything like that. I only do, I, I really only do that just because, like, if I was, when I lived by myself, I didn't have anything. I had nothing. I had like a little yeah. mini tree that at, I think at one point my mom was like, you have to have something here. Here's a little, it's like a two foot tree or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. I'll put that on my desk. And I think that's go. worse than having nothing. <laughs> I long. agree. I thought it was more pathetic and sad. Yeah. Cause somebody walks in like that. What the fuck? Like you got one little tree, with like one ornament hanging off the side or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I'd probably just I, be sitting yeah. watching basketball <laughs> to me, which I'm going to do on Christmas day anyway. So I don't know. It, it's, I have moments of reflection on Christmas Eve and Christmas every year. But the holiday itself to me is really about the kids and making sure that their experiences on Christmas throughout their childhood are great and just, you know, making sure they say. And the one thing I also do on Christmas is. I do have this little journal that I write in kind of just chronicling what's going on with this family. And that will go to the kids when I'm dead. I've already instructed people to do that. Like, so I have this journal where I just write about things that happen in our lives and milestones and important events. And, you know, sometimes, you know, funny stories, serious stuff. And I, I just, I keep that. And I do on Christmas night on Christmas Eve, when everybody goes to bed, I do pull out that journal and I do a lot of writing recapping the year or whatever. I do do that. And then, um, that when I'm gone, they don't know I'm writing this. And then when I'm gone, they're going to get it. And they're going to have like a, a chronicled history of their childhood from my perspective. And I think that's, something that is a nice thing to do for them. And, and maybe it'll soften the blow when I, you know, when my time comes for them that maybe I can live on for them through that, you know? And, and so I don't know that that's something I do on Christmas though. That's not, I'm getting a little emotional, but I, I, I that's not really answering his question. No, no, no. That's good though. But, that, that's good shit. Yeah. That's, that's great. But, but that, you know, I'll write in that all year long, but yeah. I'm, on Christmas Eve night, that's become my thing. It takes take on a little bit out. more importance. Yeah, it's, it's a recap. Yeah, when of... everybody's in bed, I reflect on the year. I and I write a lot. Of, I I do a real big entry on Christmas Eve, and and um, that was actually um th- that journal and that I did. That was my that was one of my gifts to Brittany, like our first Christmas together in in the house, and and uh, you know, and um, you know, and and so she was very touched by that. And that's just something that on Christmas Eve specifically that I spend a lot of time on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, uh, this year I decided to, uh, I made a, a, a giant book of, of photos of the dogs, but it's all the nurse and the dogs. Cause 
the one guy's getting a little old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many more years we're going to have of him. So I was like, you know what? So I just went and I collected. I mean, it took me like two months to find every photo I could possibly find of her hugging the dogs, her walking the dogs, her with the and and I you know I got a book made that's just her and it's like what I mean I, I guess she's got some other gifts too but that's the one that I really wanted to hold till the end because I know that that's gonna it, it's gonna do the same thing it's gonna be like you know it, it's it, it's big and there's a lot of pictures and it goes through her whole life cycle and it goes through our whole life cycle but it's all done you know around the dogs you know what i mean like the places we've gone with the dogs the things we've done with the dogs the way we've changed with the dogs us moving into our house and them first walking in with us when we bought the house basically bought this house for the dogs or whatever so yeah it, it's something that means a lot to me too so that was this christmas where i was like yeah you know what i could buy her some shit but like this thing's gonna mean a lot more than than, than that and i hope she does keep it forever it's just you know this giant book of pictures of our, of our dogs and our, our growth you know as as, as a married couple uh, and and start us as a dating couple too, you know, to start growth as a couple and as a as a family. No kids yet, but uh, uh, those dogs are you know pretty special to us. So yeah, I'm I'm real excited to give that gift. She's gonna love that shit. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, she's gonna eat that up. Yeah, I, I every get... time I open it, I start crying, so I had to put it away. Yeah. You know, I was talking about not crying like the other. You know, you gotta wait. Listen, I just recommend my. You have to wait till the and that's gotta be last. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, gotta I, be last. I, yeah, that you can't. She can't open with. She can't open. No, with no, that. no. Then it's going to be a disaster. The rest of the, the gifts are going to be a disaster. So yeah, that's that, definitely the that, last one. She she can't start with that and then open up the isotoner gloves like that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the candle. Yeah, like, hey, well, yeah. There's a there's yeah. a there's a Douglas fir candle for you. That's <laughs> you like that. She smell, can't go so. from that. She can't go from that to the waterproof AM FM radio for the shower. She can't. <laughs> <The> shower radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not. That's got to be last. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. it's strategically it's, placed uh, towards the back. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that picks yeah. up last. But uh, yeah, and you're good. gonna get some. You get some good action for that too. I'm yeah, we'll see. Know. Yeah, we'll see. Or she'll just be so sad yeah. the whole time about her impending dog's death. He's not dying anytime soon. No, you're not gonna get it in the moment. You're going to get it like she's going to store that away. Well, that's You're good. Gonna... Well, you know what? Hey, it's an investment then in, the, in that. So, yeah. All right. So that I think that's that's we're over three hours. I think we do. So there, again, you guys asked plenty and plenty, plenty more questions. I will go through over the next couple of days and answer all of the rest of the questions that you guys gave, including a lot of wrestling questions. So didn't want to ignore all those. But we went a little long on, on, on some of the questions, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely go through uh, and I will answer the rest of those. But uh, yeah, that's it. We're done here. That has been the Christmas special. Uh, make sure you go on uh, Flagship Patreon. Go to the uh, Christmas with the Captain. Um, VoiceWrestling.com, all of our previews, reviews, columns, all that good stuff. The Voice Wrestling Podcast Network as well. We are uh, got a lot of different podcasts on that network. Subscribe to the main uh, network feed as well as individual show feeds on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, and then, of course, YouTube. I, I keep mentioning that, but we're trying to hit YouTube a lot harder uh, throughout the last half of 2022 and then into 2023. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to do clips of different podcasts. Uh, you can get all of our podcasts, other stuff that we're going to do uh, in the coming weeks and months on uh, on YouTube. So it should be pretty fun. But uh, yeah, I had a blast. This was good. Uh, we, we I think we made the most of a show with absolutely no wrestling news. And uh, hell, we'll be back next week. Wrestle Kingdom will be going. We'll possibly have some Sasha news. I'm excited about next week's show as well. But uh, how's that? Uh, hold on a minute. Let's see how that... Uh 
That was that lineup. Uh, the 29th? Oh, 29th. Who gives a shit about the 29th? We're good. So no problem at all. Uh, no issues uh, running into there. But uh, yeah, I want to thank, obviously, all the listeners for sticking with us uh, on the live stream. Took a little bit longer to get the show going, but we got it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, of course, every listener, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Three Kings Day. Uh, joyful Kwanzaa, I believe, is the uh, you're supposed to say joy, joyous, joyous Kwanzaa. I apologize, joyous uh, uh, Kwanzaa to, to all of you. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Joe, you do the same. I hope you have a joyous uh, um, Hanukkah as, as always, like your menorah, and, and keep well, I'm, going, not, so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Jewish. I no, well, I thought you, you, know, Hanukkah. you said we always talk about Hanukkah, so I thought you know, well, yeah, happy Hanukkah to all the Jewish listening, but well, you maybe know. I don't know. I thought you maybe it's a pretty fun, you get to light candles and give gifts, it seems, seems cool. Well, the kids made dreidels in school, so you oh, know, okay. Did you get really upset and walk down to the school and say, "How dare you?" You know, like, nah, or were you a normal human that just said, "Oh, all right, cool"? <laughs> no, we've been spinning the fucking dreidels. Yeah, here. those things are great. You know, dreidels are fucking great. Dreidels. Yeah, they're awesome. I did ask them though. Neither one of them have a Jewish kid in their class, which oh. was interesting. So we just but, decided, well, hey, you know what? They're, they're, dreidels are cool as fuck. So you know, but go they for learned it. about the Hanukkah anyway, and that's good. Education is good. Yeah. Learning about different cultures is good. So you should do yes. that. So. Anyway, but uh, that is it for us. So, Joe, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yes, happy too. holidays to uh, everybody listening, especially the $10 subscribers. You guys especially, but uh, the freeloaders too. But <laughs> you guys are fine. $5. Uh, happy holidays to you and the freeloaders. Well, you know, have a have a good weekend. $5, so. you get a generic happy holidays. <laughs> right. $10, you got all specific holiday. Um, yeah. Insert well, your religion or nationality or whatever uh, holiday and the freeloaders. Uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. freeloaders. Yeah, what do you want from me? You yeah, have a good weekend. Yeah, we'll see you next week. So. One dog's looking one way, one dog's looking the other way. This guy's saying, eh, what do you want from me? And, <laughs> right. um, you know, another year of accomplishing nothing. It's basically it. There it is. Old New Year's Gene. All right, that is it for us. That is Joe. I am Rich. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care. Hello there. My name's Neil David, and I'm the host of Euro Graps Express, the podcast exclusively dedicated to the wrestling of Europe. If it's wrestling and it happens in Europe and it's good, we talk about it. Whether it's RevPro, Progress, WXW, Passion Pro, Pro Wrestling Chaos, Pro Wrestling North. We don't care. We talk about them all. If it's good and it's exciting, I want to share it with you. We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapsEXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there.